to see for yourselves one of the most amazing events. When is this great experiment for me? Impervious to heat, impossible to move. Is it human or inhuman? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It's time for the Peaky Drummy Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Drummy Show. Full studio. It's been a while since we've all been together. Joining me today, Mr. Lee Price. Hello. Mr. Keith Bloomfield. Hello. Mr. Guy Hanford. And your mom. Mr. Philip Ellis Esquire. Hi. And behind the desk, Mr. Callan Danes. All right. Callan doesn't deserve to be called Mister because he hasn't grown up enough to become Master, a Mister. Yeah, Master. Yeah, Callan Master Callan Danes. I prefer Master actually. Yeah, you prefer Master something. <laughs> it's like it's like you're all just Misters, and then like I am the Master. I'm like better than you. You're not. You're Master of something, and that works. is it. I know it's not how it works, but it's how it works in my head. How are we all this week, Keith? What have you been up to? Did you pick on him because he has sweets in his mouth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this week I've been eating mostly Parma violets. Um, no, you it's been a good. horrible human being. It's very nice, actually. It reminds me of my childhood in the 1970s. <laughs> you should hang on a minute. It was in the 1910s and 1920s. Whilst change, chasing the when I used to wear short shorts. <laughs> no, that was one of the things I didn't do when I was a kid. I didn't wear shorts. It's like. It was a fashion no-no for me, I'm really. Pretty, pretty, I, I thought you were just like you, you were implying that you just ran around without anything on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw Keith in that Peter Jackson War documentary that was on TV a few weeks ago. Now they colourise. I was like, I'm going to recognise that guy. <laughs> yeah, you're very, very right. Um, no, we went. I went to. Um, I was lucky enough for, for you guys to um, get me to join you at MCM Comic Con, mm-hmm. which was cool. I only went for the one day though. Um, so I didn't get to do two days, but that was cool. Jason O'Mara was, was a cool yeah, dude, really interesting, good. which is good. But um, I didn't buy anything, which I'm now feeling guilty about. Kind of. Well, I, you feel guilty because you didn't. <laughs> well, I'd have felt money. guilty whether I'd have bought something or not. So it seems like it's some it's kind a of strange thing. So, situation. Yeah. So yeah. I'd, if I'd have bought something, I'd have felt guilty about buying are you, it. Are you feeling FOMO? Is that what it is? Is it the fear of missing out that you didn't find the purchase that you want to take home? Whilst guy noisily eats sweets at the back of the studio, I think I get that at every convention. The kind of fact that you you haven't seen everything, but somewhere in there, amongst all that stuff, would have been the perfect thing for just the right price. Mm-hmm. That I've missed out on that. Maybe there was a, a nice box, dinky space nineteen ninety nine eagle that was going for like twenty quid. And we that did would have been lovely. We did spy a six foot tall Michael Myers statue on the second day. <laughs> that was for cool. four hundred pounds. You sure it was a statue, not just somebody standing still? No, it was actually boxed, like ready for assemble. It was Mike Myers' self assembly IKEA stall kit. How much? Four hundred. What a waste of money! I mean, that would be quite cool just to have that in your corner and then just like st- like keep moving it just to like make guests feel slightly uncomfortable. It's perfect for Halloween. Yeah, I mean it's a bit late, but you <laughs> know, mean, still perfect for next year. Surely a pair of overalls and a Mike Myers mask would cost you less than that, and you'd just pay somebody to stand still for a couple of hours. Yeah, that's more money. You've got to pay someone. Callum's <laughs> overlooking the fact here that guests don't come to his house, so you no know, one wants to go there. I'm waiting for, for him to say, Mike Myers is either guy in like Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. Oh, Christ. <laughs> we had ima- that this weekend. Yeah, can you imagine that? that? A six-foot Austin Powers statue. Who would buy a six-foot Austin Powers statue unless you are actually Mike Myers? A sex fiend. I'm sorry, but can we get Michael Myers from Austin Powers to be Mike it's not Myers? not called Michael Myers... Just Mike Myers. Oh, he is called Mike Myers. His real name is Mike Myers. Oh. 
Can we get Mike Myers to play Mike Myers in an upcoming film? No, it's amazing. Michael Myers in the movies. In oh, the Halloween yeah. movies. You know what I meant, <laughs> shut up. Do you what want Mike put... Myers to play Michael Myers? Yes, what what, do. what yeah. they should do is get him to just to play Michael Myers, but he's still in costume as Austin Powers. <laughs> just with the Mike Myers mascot. Yes. That'd be brilliant. Well, he's doing another Austin Powers film, isn't he? What? Fifth Why? or fourth or fourth, fifth one? Fourth. fourth. Oh, do you know what? Fair play. I, th- I think he's probably looked at the uh, bank account and said, <laughs> Shrek residuals are getting a little bit low, guys. <laughs> Squeeze that... some more cash out there, Austin. Ma- oh, the diminishing Austin. creative returns, though. I mean... I... Well, his last new franchise was The Guru, so I think... Oh, God, oh The Love Guru. Oh, God. That, yes. And that was, that was gross, because that was him playing somebody with an Indian accent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there were, yeah, like, big shock, no sequel there. Yeah. Um... Oh, 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 God. Oh, I mean, I'm just thinking the last time there was an Austin Powers movie out, it was Goldmember. And that was starring Beyonce, because that's before Beyonce was Beyonce. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was before she was Beyonce Knowles Carter, one of the most powerful people in the universe. I think we can all agree she peaked at being in Goldmember. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, the work it out from that soundtrack, Yeah, pretty good. When she was leaning into that, that funk. We just we've we've completely washed over the fact that Callan Danes to Beyonce Knowles, as you said, one of the most influential artists kicking around today. Pete Goldmember, <laughs> what is, what is going on in your mind? Like it was a joke, you know. Well, that I thing when someone chose to be well, funny. Like, do you know? I want you to apologise to Beyonce for your poor attempt at comedy because I feel she deserves it. If you're listening, Beyonce, which mm-hmm. we know you are. Mm-hmm. We're sorry. Lady B. I'm not. We I don't, don't think she don't, needs we, me to be sorry. She doesn't need my gratification. She's doing well enough on her own. I'm she sure doesn't need a, plenty of your own gratification. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't feel wearing... personally insulted that I made a joke about her peaking in, in a movie from like 2002. Anyway, three. anyway, Keith, what else have you been up to this week? I'm getting slightly cross that now that's what I call <coughs> 80s has transitioned to be now that's what I call Christmas. Oh my God. Now, it's now 101 now as I found that so weird. Yeah. Like, now 101. It's like, I'm what? Still Does now 101 belong in room 101? I, I thought they about. were going to stop at 100. I didn't realise they were going to like. It's a whole thing, no, no. I'm sure. I may, have, I may have dreamt it and imagined it, but I'm convinced that there's a section in HMV that's basically now. That's what I call music 101. Now that's what I call music for dads. Now that's what I call music I'm for mums. Sure yeah, I'm, sure I'm, I'm glad they just didn't go full like fellow kids and turned it into now lol or something terrible like <laughs> that. Give him time. Wait, what's what the Roman numeral for a hundred? It's X, isn't it? No, that's twenty. Oh, it's ten, C. Ten, ten it's sorry, ten. ten sorry. C. <laughs> Been a while. Been a while. Now C one, and then just like now C two, now yeah. C three. Talking, can you're young and you like modern music? So I was in the car with my girlfriend's sister and my girlfriend yesterday, and a song came on the radio, and it was that typical brand of, you know, Jamaican dance hall. Modern pop, they seem to be like, oh, oh like, every song needs to sound like it's from Jamaica now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like reggae influence. Like dancehall sort of Yeah, thing. like that sort of stuff. However, they took a sample of Time to Say Goodbye in it. So, you know, the <laughs> famous opera, Time to the, Say Goodbye. The, and that the, has been sampled in a pop song. It's like, what? That, what? That's kind of like a funeral song. This is where I Quite point out I don't know what Time to Say Goodbye is. It's from Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Thank you. And Andrea Bocelli covered it, I think. Yeah. Oh, I love Andrea Bocelli. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what? He makes good music. 
Is that because Slip you've heard that song and, that, and that's why you think that? <laughs> Slipping some Andrea Bocelli on, guys. <laughs> but I can't like process in my head why somebody, when they were making this song, like, do you know what would be a really good sample? Have you heard this fresh beat? And then I'll drop that and be like, yeah, that would be good. Was that'd it the violin really bit? Really good. No, it's the bit where it all builds up, you know, and you got the... Oh, yeah. Wait, no... Were you gonna were you gonna perform for uh, us? Yeah, but no, I think no, no, no. It was the bit where. No. Na, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just. I want to know more about Callan's upbringing now because we're talking about a man here who didn't know David Bowie and and Ziggy uh, uh, <laughs> Stardust were two different people. Didn't know much about <laughs> the history of Freddie Mercury. Yet has gone. Oh, Andrew Bocelli. Bache- he makes some cracking. Andrew Bocelli. Oh, Andrew me. Andrew Bocelli. Andy Bocelli. As we know him, he works. He works down Bingo Hall. Andy Bocelli. Great caller. Andy Botch. <laughs> Does two nights a week at local workings then club. <laughs> right, you're gonna be very impressed with me. I found the song you're on about just from the sample. What time to say goodbye? Yeah, because it's pretty famous, Callan. To be yeah, honest, that's the song that samples it. That's the song that samples it. Jason Derulo. Could you, could you Jason, play, of course, it's Jason Can we Derulo. Play a clip of this. Are we allowed to play a clip? We're of this? not. I'm if, if we comment on it very quickly, okay, yeah, we, we should be we, all right. Okay, well, I will. I will play some Shall we review this song? music. Yes, we will okay. review this for the next thirty seconds. Well, I've got to load it up first. Give me a second. Are we going to have no, a terrible Spotify advert before it? Dun, 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 uh, no, dun, because dun, I don't dun. have Spotify on this computer. Well, what, what, why aren't the uni provided Spotify on a computer? Well, we're having some um, a we... website owned by Google. Because they have Tidal. Uh, <laughs> Please don't tell me this is an ad. Come on. Oh, uh, it's YouTube Music. Oh. Which is being advertised everywhere. I'm sorry, but who actually I can wants hear this YouTube the headphones. Music? Hold on, let me jump ahead. I don't know the... This is the song. So this is Goodbye by Jason Derulo, David Guetta, Nicki Minaj, and someone who I've never heard of. That's another thing with modern music. Why does it need six people to do one because song Because it's, it's just fun. Why has everything got to be featuring like Nicki Minaj or David. some random person or like I feel like Nicki Minaj Justin is just Bieber. on everything. David Guetta's not the dead one, is it? No, no he's not. That That's was a Vichy. <laughs> I mean, but David Guetta's career is basically dead. <laughs> like, we know that, so... I think when you've got a career to the same extent as David Guetta, that's when you're allowed to call it dead. So is David Guetta like Fat Boy Slim? What do you mean, David Guetta like Fat Boy Slim? Are they like just these like celebrity DJs? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Phil, Phil is reviewing carefully. This is like this low key slaps. Yeah, I, this I, is I not swear, as bad as I thought it would be. If it didn't have Nicki Minaj singing, it would actually be an all right song. I like the amount of auto tune like on her voice. If I'd had a couple of Jaeger bombs, I'd be bopping to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This would be fun after a few drinks. I could imagine this is a Sunday 2 a.m. kind of. Do you guys in the late corner late want to drink, listen to late this? Late drinks kind of thing. I'm, I'm quite happy to. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're, you're happy to not know this. I'm, st- I'm still. Yeah. Shall we move on? Yeah. I think yeah. that is enough. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, what is going on in the world. We illustrated the point, and the audience can hear yes. the Look, sample. I heard the name Jason Derulo. I knew enough at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Does he say his name at the start of the no, song? No, he doesn't. He hasn't done that he, in years. Presumably, what? yes, Ryan. <laughs> He has to say the, his name at the start of the song so people remember who he is. Can we have no hateration on Jason Derulo, please? Jason Derulo! Moving swiftly on from Keith's week with Jason Derulo. Lee, what have you, else have you been up to this week? Um, well, just like Keith, I've been at MCM with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and had a it's pretty good great time. I did your well first there. press pass experience? Yes, it was. Um, and also, I did buy something, unlike Keith. Um, what did you buy? You haven't purchased anything when we left you. No, I, a few times when we went around, I saw um, the, so these these figures called Nendoroids. 
and there's it's basically like a Japanese figure, and you can sort of change the faces, and they're, and they're based on various different characters and stuff. And there was a character from Persona, and I saw it a couple of times there. Persona one, two, three, or five. five. Uh, I played Persona five for fifty yes. minutes and then got bored. <laughs> I know, I'm I saw, not like, surprised with your attention span. Yeah, I swear no. you need to put like eight hours of time into it and get anywhere. It's like no. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I kept seeing it a few times when we were wandering around, and then on the Sunday afternoon, I was like, "Sorry again, I'll do it. I'll get it. Screw it." Yeah. How much? How much? How much shrapnel did you did you unleash on the product? Uh, it was sixty quid. They are quality Ooh. figures, though. They are quality. Figures. That's not. Mom and Dad are getting a cheap Christmas present this year. <laughs> that is the one problem with going to any kind mm. of Comic Con with traders. You look at stuff and you go, "I'm not going to see it again for a long while." It is ridiculously expensive, but mm-hmm. can I justify this purchase to myself mm-hmm. enough to drop that amount of dollar? I justified it because I was just like, "I'm going to buy one thing, nothing else." <laughs> you justified it because you were like, "I want it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing, but then it was like, "Nothing else at all." I wish now I'd snapped up that set of Super Star Wars games off that one because that, yeah, yeah. that would have still come to under 60 quid yeah. for those. <laughs> so oh, I should have got it. But maybe I, next I time. think you should have bought that copy of Skies of Arcadia, which I actually found out on the second time round was £250. Jesus. Did you see any sex pillows? Mm, there were quite a few. A few body pillows, yeah. Did Keith Stenday just staring at them like last time? No. No, what we he did. He was staring find... at guns, quite worryingly. Oh, was he? <laughs> they had some Hang nice on, like ones. gun shows or guns? Guns. Right. Yeah, but we we did almost buy you something, guy. We oh did have God. a look at that yeah. geeky oh, yeah. boutique. Yeah. There was yeah. some, they, were, they had good. They had some great things, which would have gone with his, his shirt would, today. Yes. Would have they had yeah. lovely patterned geek shirts and skirts. I would have worn a skirt. Why not? Yeah, well, that's what we were going to yeah. get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was really cute little Pokeball terrariums, which were again yeah. a little they're, great. they're amazing. Like the amount of like detail and artwork mm-hmm. yeah. on those is just. It was basically like a Pokeball where the top half was clear, and you had like a little view into the Pokeball universe. Yeah. Like, po- po- Pokeball takes a new meaning when Calendana says it. To be honest with you, oh, Jesus <laughs> but yeah, you, it's you good never fun. To amaze so, me, guy. How was it when you brought it home? Did it did it go into the shelf of interesting items? Yeah, it went into the into the cabinet of interesting items. In the cabinet, <laughs> posh. Do you keep like looking at it? Like, yeah, I bought that. Yes, yes, I do. I Very important. I just need to point out, Keith keeps secretly eating a picnic bar in the corner of the studio. He keeps crouching down on the floor (laughs) to eat a picnic bar. It's because he was eating it last week and it was a massive edit job. Because all I heard was Keith... That sounds like uh, another famous radio show to me. Uh, It's like a little squirrel in the corner. Sorry, I said famous radio show. That felt like it was a bit too too much of a compliment. The, The thing with the picnic bar is it's caramel, it's wafer, it's nuts... It's going to be it's noisy. It's all the crunch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, it's not as bad as your Mr. Tom's bars. I, I can't even find Mr. Tom's bars. I'm sure that you've That's gone round all the local news agents and told them not to stock it. <laughs> a picnic what? is way up there in the pantheon of chocolate bars. Can I ask what a Tom bar is? Because I know a picnic bar, but no, what's Mr. a Tom, Tom bar? Tom. No one knows apart from the man who was <laughs> here a time machine today. He was the only person that bought them. <laughs> a Mr. Tom is basically peanuts wedged into a oblong shape and covered in caramel. Yeah. That sounds nice. They are. It's lovely. <laughs> you said that all day. Bloody well <laughs> are. Oh, they are. Oh, 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 lovely, oh, yeah. lovely, oh. lovely. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. Star bar still think is the peak of chocolate. Best chocolate bar. Lion bar. White chocolate lion bar? No, nope. lion bar. Classic. No peanuts, no white chocolate, just lion bar. Lion bar. 
Like bueno. Not. Get out. Twilight's <laughs> gone. There's always mum let me have. Or you can have one of these uh, Kid of Bueno hippos. No, it's because he wasn't allowed the eggs because he'd choke himself to death in the <laughs> toy. <laughs> anyway, Guy, what have you been up to this week? Um, right, what have I been doing? What have I been doing? Um, I, I got a bit of nostalgia going on, so I've been watching The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh my what? god. Someone knows what it is! From Nickelodeon. Yeah, yes. I, I remember that, yeah. Oh god, what a good show that right, was. This is where I'm going to retire and let you three reminisce together. <laughs> like, I barely watched it, I just I, remember yeah. it existing. I, I don't really remember much about it, so can you give us a synopsis on the show and why it was so great? I just... Oh. It's like it's like, it's like the, the kids show for 90s grunge-era MTV, but it was on Nickelodeon, because it was like full of like stars like Michael Stipe, Iggy Pop, Kate Pearson from the B-52s. But it was also like independent art house cinema from the nineties. It was weird. I, I remember mm. it. Be, I remember. I have, I have similar memories to that as I do of Daria, where watching mm-hmm. it as a kid, I was like, I'm only getting half of these jokes. Yeah, it's it's for us. It's not, and it's about two brothers called Pete and Pete, mm-hmm. who for no no one ever questions why they've got the same name or why the youngest son has a tattoo on his arm, which is and really the mum has a metal plate, plate in, in her, her head. head, and there's a superhero called Artie kicking oh, around. Oh, I think it was it was it the strongest man in the world, yeah. but he was like this really skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. Was this I remember live him. action? Was it like an animation? It was live action, but it's it's like a real beautiful series. And like even now watching it as an adult, I still appreciate it because it's like it's really quirky, but it's just really nice. And it's like it's just it's warming. That's what I, I like watching. I feel like. Feel nostalgic, but I'm also really enjoying it. Again, like as an adult, I don't think, oh, this is really childish because mm. I'm taking more away from it than I did as a kid. I think, yeah, it's worth a watch mm. if you can find it on YouTube. Um, yeah, so I've been getting nostalgic about the adventures of Pete and Pete. So, all right. So, but I'm glad. That just sounds like two blokes down the pub doesn't <laughs> the adventures of Pete and Pete. I am glad. I am, gl- I am glad that people in this room know what it is, though, because honestly, yeah. like I was thinking, like no one knows what this is. And like, what are Pete and Pete been up to this week? They played darts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've also been getting miffed. So I've seen a lot There's of films. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen a lot of films this week. Uh, sort of Grinch. It's average. Uh, was it as good as the the Jim Carrey version, or even the original? No, animated no, version? no, it's, no, no. Uh, I saw Assassination Nation. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I saw Suspiria. It's finally sticking with me that I enjoyed it. It's gross. Um, but I saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Fantastic Beasts. Issue 2. The Crimes of Johnny Depp. Why Johnny did you Depp. go and watch that film? Because sometimes you're in a relationship. You have to do what your partner <laughs> wants to do. Like Lawrence see Assassination Nation with me. And... You know, we we've got you got go reciprocal agreement. Yeah, you have to do what your partner wants to do. Sometimes, um, that's why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're gonna do our review of the year, and I'm sure it's gonna come again. But like, I thought Deadpool two, yeah, sucked, and like that's controversial. But I was so happy to be like at the end of the year, and I review shot Deadpool two, what a crap film. <laughs> oh my god, this takes the cherry. This is two hour, two and a half hours of the worst time I've ever spent in the cinema. It is honestly. Was well, Ezra Miller worse than he was in the first? I one? don't care. I don't give a damn about him unless he's shooting arrows at kids in a high school. I don't want to see him on screen. Wait, what <laughs> film was that? We need, we to, need talk to talk about, about Kevin. Kevin. It was his first big movie. Oh. I don't care if I'm going to spoil this for anybody who hasn't seen it because um, you're just wasting your time. I don't need to sit there for two and a half hours to watch characters faff around to end up in a room where Johnny Depp gives a speech about. Some plan that he's got that doesn't make any sense for the end to be like, oh, by the way, that's Dumbledore's son. Who cares? Who 
cares. Spoilers, by the way. What? I don't care. It, I'm going to spoil it's it. A, it's a bit of a spoiler, considering it's completely different to what actually happens. In no, the it's not. They spend, they spend two hours to go to a room to listen to a speech. That is the film, Keith. There's a little bit of a, a, little bit of a discrepancy in between. Dumbledore was only supposed to be about mm, uh, mid to early 30s. Oh no! Hang on! No, it's not his son. It's his brother. That's yeah. it. Do you know what? That's how much attention I paid. <laughs> you know what, it's honestly, it's and Dumbledore relative was like oh, the key plot. Whatever. It's, it's, I mean, suffer, it suffers terribly from being the second film in a five-part series, which shouldn't be an unnecessary five-part series. Of that, the 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 shame here is on J.K. J.K. Rowling. Like, go and do something else. Go and try and be creative and I write think, other stories because this is just. I'll, it's a cash cow. It's to, a stupid cash cow. To me, if I was J.K. Rowling and said, how about for this much money? And then they just wheeled up a wheelbarrow full of cash and said, just write some crap. I'd be like, yeah, fine. But it, is, it yeah. is literally crap. It is utter nonsense. It's faff. I just wish they'd make an actual movie based on the fa- the original Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them but, book. But they did, and it was rubbish. No, 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 no. They didn't. Because it didn't stick to the book. Because the book is just a guide to mythical creatures. And that would make a way more interesting story than yeah, it a five-part franchise. I agree, Callan. It was a 90-minute film idea that has been milked so far. I just I don't uh, see where this story's going. I can't wait for 2023 and the adventures of Beedle the Bard. So uh, I think that'll be honestly, coming out. <laughs> like, and also, like, I feel I know you're pretty outspoken about this, but Johnny Depp being in it cheapens it. Because like, I know like he, he's committed crimes himself, but... The fact that Johnny Depp is in it really cheapens it as a film because like, you look at it with this kind of like, oh, that's so dated having Johnny Depp as like the main bad guy or the main the main person in the film kind of like it's you know like you just get all these images of Captain Jack and all these stupid roles he's played. It's just it just cheapens the film. And it was kind of embarrassing when he was doing Captain Jack and being the Mad Hatter because mm-hmm. it's like basically he's been he's been the the Tim Burton sort of poster boy for so long, but now it's like. Oh my god! Like he's still doing it. Like no one's told him to stop. Yeah, it's that's like what really it felt like. Un- so it's like even if he weren't like a gross, gross man in other ways, it's just kind of like you feel a bit, a bit sad. Look at him. I think he's a bit mm. too old for the kind of roles that he's trying to do. The like, Mad Hatter's definitely too old to do it. Yeah. Because when he was doing the the Tim Burton stuff and he was doing Edward Scissorhands, it, fit, it fitted quite yeah. well with that kind of Winona Ryder thing. But. You know, he's turned into a Z-list parody of himself and Keanu Reeves. It's like we've yeah. asked Keanu, Keanu's not available, Johnny. And Keanu, meanwhile, is thriving. He's and, having his and res- playing appropriate roles. He's having the second Renaissance. The, we had the first the Renaissance Reeves for Nace- the Matrix. Reeves Renaissance. What? Yes. yes. That man's not had a Renaissance. He's been consistently awesome for his entire life. There's never been a fallow period for Mr. Reeves. <laughs> I, oh, I, we've uh, started something now. <laughs> I think we can find a few films in his fallow period, Keith. <laughs> his British accent. Hey, <laughs> Carfax oh. Abbey is oh. one of the greatest films. Which is why I was surprised. Do not come for <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Which yeah. is why I was surprised. I the accent. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't hit him up for uh, Miss, uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Perfect casting. Uh, I mean, I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> God blimey, Governor. It's me, Dick Van Dyke Jr. <laughs> So basically, it is genuinely the worst film I've seen this year. What a load of trash. Up yours, J.K. Rowling. And up yours, the man who directed. And up yours, everybody in it. And also, Eddie Redmayne, I'm sorry, you little bumbling actor, like, oh, I'm a little bit goofy. No, you're just copying Matt Smith as Doctor Who. Get stuffed, everybody that was in that film. I hate you all. Phil, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks since we last saw you? Um, let me gather my, gather my thoughts after that. Uh, I've been away. 
on holiday. Yes. Again. Surprising. I, yeah. I, I, I went to Lanzarote with eight friends. We uh, hired a villa. And, uh, yeah. Didn't hire any clothes, though, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when someone was going to make a reference to that. Um, I mean, there may be a, po- a post or two on my Instagram in which I am wearing little, but, little else but, you know, a, a, a Andrew Christian Speedo and a kimono. Is that um, your new Twitter profile picture as well? Yeah. You discarded the lovely picture from Nate's wedding. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, no, this is uh, my, this is my, you know, this I'm a thought leader now, so. <laughs> this uh, is the Ellis Renaissance. This is your yeah. brand. This is my, yeah, my, my, I'm, I'm expanding my brand parameters to involve thirst traps. I think those drugs are expanding. Too. <laughs> 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 I mean, all I, all I can say is um, the results have been incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to tell us about? Um, Did you see, see any of the sights of Lanzarote? Yeah, we went into a cave, saw some volcanoes. <laughs> You're um, not really selling that at the minute. I we mean, went into a cave. Ultimately, it was five days of just like lounging around this beautiful villa on the hillside, um, drinking wine, and and sort of lounging around in various inflatables. <clears throat> um, yeah, so that was that was that. And Good then fun. since I've been back, I've just been busy working. Got some uh, some opinions published in the Independent. Mm-hmm. Got trolled again for that. <laughs> <laughs> this I like is that, I like this is becoming a thing now. So like every time I put my well, it's because like, I'm, I'm 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 getting. I'm waiting for my... Phil Ellis to release all these articles into a book called Poke the Gammon or something. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and oh, and the, and the picture on the front is just like a piece of like like horrible like cold ham with like with, a, a with spiky a meat thermometer like sticking out of it. Yeah, no, just a finger prodding the. <laughs> Gammon, um, yeah. So I mean, it's just you know, I, I'm 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 elevating up a little bit more in my career. I'm getting opinions published in bigger places, and this mm-hmm. is what happens: you put your head above the parapet, and then people with literally nothing better to do decide to slide into your DMs and send you like five paragraphs about what you've done that's wrong. Um, and it's like, yeah, I do want Phil's star to rise to the point that he gets invited on as a guest to. Uh, good morning, Britain. No, I think just to, just to have a go at Piers. Oh Morgan. no, I would I would decline because his whole thing is he wants you to come on and quote unquote debate, but what he really wants to do is just shout people down and and really ridicule them and belittle them. And so I wouldn't give him the satisfaction of going on because he's a, he's a bad faith actor. He has no intention of actually having a conversation, and I, I don't intend to I go f- in and enable that. I feel like you could shout him down though, and it would be the best television of the year. Just you and Piers Morgan in oh, a shouting match. Oh, but having to breathe the same air as him. I don't know how Susanna Reid does it. But I like, think, I think, think about I... your Twitter followers. You would gain so many followers for that. Yeah, but I'd also probably get doxxed. <laughs> I'd prefer for you to be on Question Time with Jacob Rees-Mogg, Nigel, Nigel <laughs> Farage. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. Nigel Farage and somebody really nice. They, um... Melon Sue, there we go. <gasps> oh, oh, what a powerful cover that would be. Melon Sue Mel on Sue question time. I, I could see Melon Sue on question time. Oh, well, I'd, I'd go down to the pub with them though. Yeah. 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 No, I, just, I reckon no. they are horrible behind the Mel scenes. and is it Mel or Sue? Which one of them is with Anna Richardson? Mel. Sue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Sue. It's Sue. It's, 50, it's definitely 50 Sue. It's Sue. <laughs> Actually, I'd love Phil on Question Time with like that. To- What's his name? Toby Tony Robinson. That guy. Toby Tony Robinson. Tony <laughs> Tony Robinson. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's Tony or Toby. You know the guy I want about. Do you mean Stephen Laxley Lennon? Because that's his real name. <laughs> is that his real name? That is his real name. Yeah. Do you mean Tommy Robinson? 
Yes, probably. Tol- oh my! Why are you just like why? Why are you Tinder matching me with all these horrible people? <laughs> I like he's now the UKIP representative against something odd. Oh, uh, he's the UKIP um, min- uh, like like um, advisor, advisor for grooming. Yes, because basically he went on a rant about grooming gangs in Bradford, which basically just means he's he's just like has it out for brown people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so um, that's that's my my week. I, I went on holiday. I I flashed a lot of my body oddy oddy. Angered some. Gam- and I angered some gammons. Um, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You need to come out with a book, just like of all I'm your working controversies, on it, <laughs> but just of all your controversies and like the highlights. The of- thing is, like my controversies aren't actually controversies. I don't say anything super controversial. It's just these people have nothing better to do, and well, they're the snowflakes. That's the thing. They get exactly. outraged by so little. You need to. I think you need to like lean into it and bait them a bit more. Like call them snowflakes for attacking you, just to sort of like poke them a bit more. Just build up this troll oh, no, brand. I poke. I no. I um. I it's, I, I did. I. I dealt with it exactly the same as last time. I, I I tweeted the link. I got all the ridiculous comments, and then I just sort of signed out of Twitter for the afternoon because I refused to give them the attention that me replying to them would do. Because then other people would see it, and it would just prolong the whole thing. And it's like I I, I already drink enough wine. I don't need to like. <laughs> I, I I yeah. I, I I just would not. No no. That's, I'm not doing that. Ryan Parrish, what did you do this week? My washing machine broke. <laughs> That's pretty much been my highlight. Cool I'm talking about MCM because everybody else has already covered it off. It was really good. Press room was really nice. Saw some great guests. Bought some stuff. Wandered around. Played Smash Brothers Ultimate. Who was your favourite guest? I'd actually say Jason Tony, O'Mara t- was t- t- Tony Tony Robinson. Was it Tony Tom? <laughs> I was actually t- Jason... Tiny Tim Robinson. Yeah. Tim Jason... Tom Tom. When guys finally shut up. <laughs> Jason O'Mara was actually a really lovely chap. Yeah, I really enjoyed him. Solid conversation. Guy. Yeah, really, really nice chap. Who dat? He's been in Agents of Shield. He plays the Patriot. He is the new voice of Batman. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he's also in the Man in the High Castle. Did you did you interview a man called Julian Glover? No. Is, can I ask? Is that the man who let out the Tommy Squeaker? Yes, in, it was the man who let out the Tommy Squeaker. Brilliant. He was present, but we didn't interview. Did him. anybody ask him about the Tommy Squeaker? He wasn't doing press that weekend. Oh, that's because everybody asked him about the Tommy Squeaker. Stop saying Tommy Squeaker. <laughs> I'm wondering now whether there's he's a gap. also a UKIP representative. <laughs> <laughs> a gap in the market at MCMs for geek-themed white goods. Because you can't be the only person who had a dodgy washing machine this week. So should we just kind of decorate washing machines with like Totoro's and what? like Batman and Superman things and then sell what? them on? This Funko like... Pop stand is sponsored by Appliances Direct. Imagine a Funko Pop with a washing machine in its chest. I'm surprised they haven't already made that, actually. That, that's the next franchise. They could have like popular makers of white goods. So they could have like the Dyson fella, the bloke who invented the Hoover. They could have a whole range of like Funko See, Pops. White goods now sounds like it should be an anime about people who are like actually washing machines but peddling cocaine. Oh, anybody- <laughs> <laughs> that was not where I thought that was going. Anybody- yeah, same. Especially because as soon as you say anime and it involves white goods, I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> white goods just sounds like something like you, oh Kippy, that would be like oh trolling Philip Ellis on Twitter. Is that like it's got the words white and good? Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. now. <laughs> Does anybody think Keith might have lost his mind during that <laughs> that suggestion? He was so excited about that. I like Keith's idea. I think it's a good idea. That sounds like the, like the kind of business idea you would come up with while you've been on the white goods. <laughs> <laughs> I will not confirm or deny that allegation. 
so, so anyway, we've missed the child out. So the child, what? Have well, we no, we need. I want to know more. About, I don't care about him. I want to know more about your washing machine. What making washing machine was it? Uh, <laughs> have you got a new one now? It was an Electrolux. What make? What's the makes the new one? Beco. Beco. Oh, I've heard of Beco. Yeah, it was really nicely energy efficient and cheap. So. Did you Did you say you'd give them a shout out if they knocked down the price, like no. proper haggle? No. How no. much clothing? Can I, you I don't the... think. I don't think our Twitter following <laughs> really is their core target marketing for some spawn con there. Everybody color. needs white goods. Yeah, We've every... established this. Everybody has clothes. Need to wash your superhero outfit? Buy this washing machine. <laughs> exactly. How, how much has a spandex setting? Guaranteed not to shrink your cape. What's what's the the kilos worth of clothes you can fit into nine, the, the bowl? Wow. Nine. How much is nine kilos roughly in total? <laughs> like nine nine kilos. <laughs> Who really pays attention to that when they fill their washing machine? Because uh, I'm assuming most of you are like me. You just put as many clothes in as you can get in, mm-hmm. and then uh, just enough room to stuff the ball full of washing powder. I do in about there. my lovely wife Vivian. Does that? I got it right this time, did you? <laughs> Have you got married since last time? I half, <laughs> Congratulations! I half fill the washing machine like a normal person to allow us tumbling space. Three quarters, ah. three quarters, three quarter full. Get well, the optimum out. Looking at your jeans though, you obviously don't wash. So <laughs> anyway, child, what have you been up to this week? Do you know what? Did you go to MCM Comic Con? How did you know? How did you know oh, that? Yeah, I went to MCM Comic Con. So, Callan, whilst we were at MCM Comic Con, having a lovely time, being a group, enjoying the Geeky Brummy family, you jumped onto somebody else's event, didn't you? <laughs> you <laughs> ligged onto somebody I, else I whilst we were in the press room. I didn't jump onto somebody else's event. You ligged onto it. No. What does lig mean? Ligger. So, a ligger is somebody who like, <laughs> goes, and ex- <laughs> goes and experiences stuff for free. Oh well, so <laughs> it's me. <laughs> so Adam, Adam from I Am Birmingham, shout out to him, uh, nice guy. Uh, yeah, no, he basically had a f- spare press ticket to go to um, Free Radio Hits Live and needed someone to come along and do some <laughs> presenting work for them. So I said, yeah, why not? I'm free this evening. Who Sorry. were the fantastic guests available at this Free Radio Live event? Hang on a minute, I'm, I need more answers about why, how, how he got the ticket, why him. It's because Adam was like, I'm going to this event, I don't know half the band list. And then Callum was like, I know them. Basically, I, them. I knew almost everybody on the band list. Who he knew nobody. Um, so, I can't, remember, I can't remember all of them. Wow. But you had Paloma <laughs> Faith, Ollie Murs, Years and Years... Um, clean Bandit Clean Bandit Rudimental I thought you were going to start saying something really obscure then. Not just Glenn How can anyone <laughs> not know who these people are? Because he clearly doesn't pay attention to modern music And so that's why he doesn't know who they are Maybe he's the one that shouldn't have been invited I mean he is he is like in his 30s So I can't blame him <laughs> um, He is a lovely, lovely child though. No, he is a lovely guy I'm going to flip guy, this no. goddamn table <laughs> Aww. Um, Keith, do you know who those bands are? I know quite a few of them, yeah Oh, would you be able to do an interview with them? Would you know enough to be able to say like, "Oh, hey guys, do you, do you, hi guys"? I would, do you ju- I would just music? wing it with just generic. Uh, I assume you've been in the about the music industry in the last five years. You you released an album, described <laughs> the songs on it. Who would you most like to collaborate with in the future? I would have I would have welcomed the opportunity to ask Paloma Faith why she doesn't sound like she sing. Why does she doesn't sing like she sounds? So what happens like when she starts like singing? <laughs> so where does your accent go, Paloma? She sounds like an infant from Kent. <laughs> oh, Paloma Faith. Go to say is play a piano. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm going to play a lovely <laughs> Poor Paloma, she's lovely. 
Right. Did you meet Paloma Fave? I didn't, but I've heard that she's Who did lovely. you meet? Um, well, I got a hug from Ollie Murs, which is the second time in my life that that's happened now. So that Hang on, man. Right. Was that <laughs> Ollie Murs? I mean, Ollie Murs not just picking you up and pushing you aside? <laughs> no, he like proper went in for a hug, and it was like, it was nice. He went in for a hug, and then you go, don't touch me. <laughs> did you not know who I Wait, am? did we just hashtag me too, Ollie Murs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was consensual. It was consensual. Um, was it? Yeah. Was it, for, was it for Ollie Murs? Was it? <laughs> I mean, we're only hearing one side of the story here. Uh, met James Arthur as well. He was a really cool guy. Hang, hang out with him for a bit. That sounds like someone who wasn't quite convinced by the person they met and he's like just trying to save face. Oh, he was a really cool guy. <laughs> no, he's just sort of really cool and chill and like he went over and he was... Was he Netflix and chill? <laughs> no, he, no... I have to be honest, I thought he was dead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just bad mapping all these nice people. Do you think it's time we move on to weird news? We were like no, I want to know who else he met. I want, I want uh, okay, I'll, I'll rack it through them. Anne-Marie. Who's that? Who's that? I've um, heard of her and I'm in my 30s. Basically on every, like, she's the go-to female singer. So if you're a DJ and you want to hit... Madonna, not Madonna, not... So it wouldn't be Beyonce because she's past her peak. It's like, you can't afford Zara Larson anymore, so you go for anne No, 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 no. <laughs> Zara Larson's below Anne-Marie, I'd say. I don't think Zara Larson's like, pushing it. I have now who up. doesn't know his stuff on... Oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, don't... Just... don't just Don't challenge a gay man on his opinions on just, pop music. Harry. Just because you two listen to the Discover Weekly list on Spotify <laughs> doesn't mean that you have strong opinions. Um, and the last year's X Factor winners, Raksu, Raksu, or Raksul. What is I, that? I'm still not quite sure how to pronounce their name. Bless you. <laughs> well, uh, so there wasn't any appearances from uh, I don't know Jimmy Nail, uh, Chakademus and Pliers, Lisa Stansfield, Will Smith and Jazz Ch- and Jeff, <laughs> Dave of Jazz and Dave, <laughs> Yazoo. It's just Anne Dave now, guy. And Dobson. And it's a Dobson. That's a deep cut. But Dave can't use the name Dave, can he? Because there's already another Dave. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there is a Dave. <laughs> he, has to, he has to be Anne Dave. That's what he's rebranding yeah. to. <laughs> Do you know what? I really want Dave to feature with Anne Dave. So, so Dave, 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 Dave. That'd be great. See, if it was me, I'd just go, not Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads, it's hurting a bit now. It's, hurt. it's not hurt a bit. It still, right. still hurts. Time to move along, I feel. You are listening to the Geeky Brown Me podcast. Weird news is made for clicks. Who am I to disagree? The random words that they type into keyboards. Everybody's desperate for clickbait. Thank you, Keith. Wow. Sorry, still sorry, no, to, uh, still, still, sorry to Annie Lennox there. Still no Omnicord. How many months have we been waiting for this wonderful it's, instrument? It's big, and I can't put it in my rucksack when I've got to work during the day. <laughs> That's <Sorry>. right. <laughs> right. You and it'll keep going my off. Head, my head is spinning. Right. If you I sh- lean on it wrong, it'll go off. <laughs> oh, God. Three- <laughs> Usual three stories. Start from BBC News. Police apology over man's genitalia description in appeal. <laughs> well, I'm subtle. Just those words together. I, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing it wasn't very complimentary. From the Vancouver Sun, Chinatown coy evacuation begins as op- otter rampage claims 10th fatality. <gasps> oh, I know the story. Oh. <laughs> and our third story, also from BBC News, Italian town catches 58,000 speeding cars in two weeks. 
I want to know about the Italian. Like... Skip, skip the, skip the cars. No, we're no. all about the otters. Italians yeah. all drive like crazy people. That's not news. Mm. That's very true. I mean, shall, we, shall we start with the otters? I mean, yeah. it's quite yeah. clear which one I want. Yes, I know about the otters a little bit because very little otter news passes me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from Stephanie Ip IP. I'm assuming it's not intellectual property. That would be a weird surname. <laughs> Is that what that means for that, that, that film? Ip Man? Is it... No. <laughs> Worst superhero ever. He, he lives in Hollywood, Keith. He just, he, just, he just goes around like issuing cease and desists. Yeah, he's the guy who does that for Disney. He just threatens everyone on behalf of Disney. That's Stop. his superpower. It's intellectual property, man. Right. From, I feel as silly as Callum. From thevancouverson.com. Chinatown Koi evacuation begins as Otter Rampage claims 10th fatality. A total of 10 koi have now been killed and eaten by the otter as of Sunday morning. This was last updated on November the 25th. Oh, that- so these aren't human fatalities? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had 10 I no longer now feel as stupid as Callan. I'm, I'm back. How many back people do you know killed by otters? <laughs> Gen- no, I had fatalities in the title and I koi. thought it was like humans. Koi. It said koi. The, koi. Whole di- the whole headline is... Koi evacuation following. Yeah, like, I, the... I feel like in Callan's head that was Ryan like re- like being shot by him. Like, Koi! Like... <laughs> oh, so they were, they were just sneaking out like under yeah. blankets. <laughs> oh, don't look at us! We're just escaping the eyes. I have this um, image now, like of an otter, like out of a kaiju movie, rampaging through Vancouver, <laughs> just like destroying buildings. That's the most okay. adorable kaiju movie ever, and I want to see it. <laughs> I didn't know what Koi meant, and so I just assumed oh, it was a place. Oh, what is Koi? What is Koi? A fish? Yes. Okay. Congratulations. A koi is a type of carp. What's cool. a carp? <laughs> I thought you said a koi is a type of carp. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> is butter a carp? <laughs> Gone officials have ordered an evacuation of Chinatown koi after a hungry river otter claimed its tenth victim over the weekend. A total of ten expensive koi fish have now been killed and eaten by the otter as of Sunday morning. Right, this is the fourth paragraph, and we've already been told four times. Ten koi have died. I think they can't get over the. I shock mean, isn't of this. this just like the circle of life? Yes. Yeah. Apparently, there were previously fourteen adult koi living in the ponds at Doctor Sun Yatsen Park in Chinatown. As a result, staff at the Chinatown Park have been evacuating koi from the park's ponds. So Hang there's on. four left. What was an evacuation of four people? Was, I think one thing that's missing from that story. I heard that they'd actually set traps to try and get rid of the otters, but they were just taking the food from the traps. And not getting trapped in uh, scammer life. Yeah. <laughs> so far, only one fish has been moved to Vancouver Aquarium for safekeeping. Koi are also difficult to capture, so it remains unclear how long the evacuation will take. Though crews are working to relocate the remaining three fish. The one relocated koi took several hours to capture on Saturday well, due where, to poor visibility in the water. Where would they be hiding? Oh, this this one's hiding on the roof. This is a game of hide and seek. Why don't they just watch the otter? Because he's got ten of them already. So you know. It's it's like Pokemon Go, but with fish in a park. They're like chucking Pokeballs into the water, not getting anything. I'm just imagining some kind of poor animal control guy staring at this like big whiteboard with like all the the like a map and like red lines, and he's just like, <laughs> God damn it, he's out there, he's mocking us. Sector C two is clear. Where is this man? I mean, if you've only got three left, just sack the whole thing off. Do you know what I mean? It's been a difficult mission trying to rescue our coins. Mission, <laughs> says mission. Debbie Chung, spokeswoman with the Doctor Sun Yat Sen Park. Chung says it remains unknown whether Madonna 
a 50-plus-year-old koi has been at the park for the last 20 years is among the remaining survivors. I mean, what's that saying about Madonna, really? <laughs> Did they name it Madonna before? Because Mads isn't that much older than 50. She's only 16. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The evacuation comes after an expert trapper was brought in last week in an attempt to relocate the otter. A fisherman had hoped to avoid relocating the koi as draining the pond and moving the fish can cause stress and possible damage. But after the otter was available to evade a set trap, stealing the bait and prancing off unscathed. (laughs) 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 I'm just just imagining it just like, yeah, like that. (laughs) Just the smuggest look of doing the L'Oreal advert with the fish in its mouth. I'm sorry, but this would be the best kaiju movie of the giant otter just prancing around like... To a soundtrack of Madonna songs. <laughs> I made it through the wilderness. <laughs> it remains unclear exactly when and where the otter moved into the park earlier this month, though its den has been located in the east end of the park. The park remains closed to the public until the otter can be relocated to Fraser Valley, where it will be able to feast on salmon. Oh my god, he's just a hungry bear, leave him alone. <laughs> Chung also said there's plans to announce a fundraiser this coming week to help with the cost of replacing the devoured koi. The colourful carp can be cost anywhere from ten for a small young koi to thousands of dollars for a show-grade senior koi. Just drop some goldfish in the pond and be like, yeah, they're, they're gold ones. Gold Earlier this koi. year, a koi carp was sold at auction in Japan by breeder Kentaro Sakai for 203 million yen, or 2.4 million Canadian dollars, setting a record. Blimey. Something fishy going on there, if you ask me. What was the, re- what was <laughs> the reporter's what name again? <laughs> she was... Stephanie Ip. Do you think she just released the otter into the local area <laughs> in the hope that she could write it up? Like, um, this is going to make a great story. There's 5,000 words in this. It's about, I wonder how tasty that fish would be for like I thought you were going to say the otter then. <laughs> no, the fish. Like, maybe it's Callan in costume. <laughs> <laughs> they said it pranced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, uh, can we hear about the pecker? Uh, do you want to talk about the genitalia description? Yes, do please. So this is from North, North Yorkshire Local News. Brilliant. Uh, no byline for this article, but it is on the BBC website. Okay. Keith, does that mean with your approval? Well, you just just keep reading. Who wrote it? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. That's why it says there's no byline. No, I thought that was like a, like a That's what line. byline means. It's where oh, you put oh, the okay. name. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Yes. Makes sense. God, I'm on, I'm on Callum porn today. <laughs> Police have apologised for providing too much detail in a description of a man who has performed a sexual act in front of a woman in York. The North Yorkshire Force said it was looking for a fat, naked man as described as sexual organs explicitly after the incident on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> he said the appeal had caused upset to a number of people. The details. Oh, so they weren't apologising to the man? No. They're oh. just apologising for the description thought, of the man. I thought oh, he was. Enough. I thought he was being like a, an overly sensitive sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, you've caught me fair and square, but please. But must you call <laughs> me, Dingy? <laughs> Did they describe his junk? The, the details on its website are now being replaced with a more appropriately worded version. The revised wording, also posted onto their Facebook page, removed the detailed descriptions of the man's small penis and his testicles that hung noticeably low. <laughs> been quite a few Disney classic movies remade into live action versions recently. Oliver and Company. Mm-hmm. Especially with the new Lion King trailer that dropped recently, which is being described by Disney as a live action movie. 
Firstly, it is not a live-action movie. It is a 3D animated movie. But it's got real-life backgrounds. And? Does it not have real-life lions? No. No. That was a great feature. It's it's not even Andy Serkis in a mocap suit, which is the usual traditional thing. Yeah, I bet he's really, really pissed off. Like, it's like he he owns this corner of the market. <laughs> I was expecting him to be Rafiki at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing mm-hmm. like an offensive African accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he has got his version of the Jungle Book story. Yeah, which has yeah, kind of been been bumped to Netflix in yes. this country, unfortunately. Is that after John Favreau's Disney movie? Yeah, another live action remake, which didn't. At least that had a live action Mowgli in it. Yeah. Tell you what, though, everyone's paying dust to the live-action Jungle Book remake that came out in the '90s with Sam Neill. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, where Mowgli was like grown up and hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember the terrible Greystoke movie. Was that Christopher Lambert playing? That was Christopher Lambert. Yeah, yeah, getting a Frenchman to play an English aristocrat who's been lost in the jungle with Andy McDowell as well. Yeah, which is um, a big mm-hmm. thing. But anyway, so live-action movies replacing animated movies. I don't mind Mary Poppins Returns. That makes sense. Is that, you don't it's, mind it's, Emily Blunt or you don't mind Mary Poppins Returns? Mary Poppins Returns, it's a linear progression but, of the film. But also food. they're honouring so. the animation style of the original. So yes. it's, a con- it's a continuation. It's not a carbon copy. Yeah. Whereas like uh, what I've been seeing on um, social media this week is they've um, lined up the new Lion King trailer with the original Lion King trailer, and they're like, "Look, it's like they've—it's shot for shot. They've emulated. It's like, so what was the point? If you've been watching the same exact movie but with yeah. just like more texture on the screen, what is the point in them spending millions of dollars? Oh, Isn't the it po- looks beautiful? <laughs> Isn't the whole point of this though that like children now probably wouldn't <laughs> like go you. and see? The animated one, but you can take them to see this, I, and then that's the way I, I the completely movies. disagree with that. I yeah. completely disagree. To the, the original Lion King movie is a beautiful film, mm-hmm. yeah, and it has a beautiful soundtrack. So here's my here's why I won't be going to see it personally. If you want to go and spend your your, your hard earned cash on it and take your kids, I'm sure that you will have a great time. But Thanks. see that cute, that cute, little, rendered little Simba. Yeah. What they're going to expect me to sit there and watch that cute little cub ask ask Mufasa to get up? Oh, that's going to yeah. be harsh, isn't it? As if the original sequence with the stampede was not traumatic enough. No, thank you. I'm not going to pay ten pounds to for you to do me like that. No. <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, that's going to be hard. Like I watched this trailer with Laura, my girlfriend, and like about maybe thirty seconds in, the tears started flooding, and it was like, oh god. <laughs> Oh, was it oh, when God. the buffalo appeared? It was yeah, like, oh, oh God, God, it's going to get me again. But that's what Disney are so good at doing now. They are just like sadists. They know exactly what button to push to get that autonomic response. Did anybody see the poster with, with, with the Lion King on it, like the little Simba? He's got a blep. He's got a little blep. <laughs> but, so cute. If we hadn't had the 2D animated version, yeah. would anybody feel the same way no. about this film now? It is completely nostalgia mm. cashing in. That's what it is. It's basically Disney's on. They... The children who watch the original Lion King are now old enough to be adults with their own children, so we're going to cash in, remake, and then the adults will have the warm, fizzy feeling of watching the original movie, and they'll take their kids to see this one. Okay, counterpoint. Who on earth is asking for Dumbo to be rendered in unsettling clownish realism? Yeah. Because that's just like, oh yeah, we've got Tim Burton to make Dumbo, but it's a horror movie. 
Again, the original was was weird and 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 off putting enough. Just, thank you. I'm just thinking of that one specific sequence in Dumbo. Imagine that rendered. Oh, the the the, the drug sequence. Yeah, the drug sequence. Oh god, um, that's gonna be weird. Well, it's gonna be like. I feel like with that as well, like they've ta- they've tried to make a human backstory to it more, and like there isn't in the original Dumbo. Well, they've added a big cast to this, which the never was. With his yeah, yeah just like mm-hmm. none of this was in the original film. Why are you? And the original film's quite short as yeah. well, really, in comparison to like the rest of. Them. Oh yeah, I mean, but I can see how. I mean, Pete's Dragon didn't do particularly good box office when it came out a few yeah. years ago, but at least tried to do something different yes. based on the technology that we've got now to tell a story themed similarly. But it wasn't a, a, a remake of the yeah. original film, and I think that's where Disney needs to be more uh, brave. And it's like if you've got the technology to make photorealistic animals. Tell a different story. Yeah. There's, there's hundreds of stories out there. Write a brand new story. Don't just retell one because it's it just seems redundant for me. It's well, a this, ho- it's a redundant thing. This is the whole thing with Disney as well. They always take the most basic of tales and remake them. I mean, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, the brilliant fairy tales. But Disney have to have their own Disney-fied version of these tales and then pretend that they own copyright for eternity on these people. At least with Sleeping Beauty, they did try and do something a bit more creative by having it be the Maleficent story. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, like, as, as Keith was saying, if, like, with Pete's Dragon, for instance, that wasn't the most popular, well-known Disney story. Go back, they should go back into their back catalogue and find stories that maybe audiences aren't familiar with and The Black Cauldron. Them. The Black yeah. Cauldron would be incredible with the yeah. technology we have now. Or go the other way and just do animated versions of Disney live-action films because yeah. the parent trap makes a lot more sense as a cartoon. Yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> So I, don't, I, I have no problem with it coming out and them, what they're doing. It's like they're making so much money from the Avengers and Star Wars and Frozen. Well, 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 well just pump it into things like this because at the end of the day, it is a nostalgia thing and it is nice to see like these classics reimagined. And It feels like they're just making stuff ready for Disney Plus's launch and they're just getting a bigger catalogue so they can go, oh, look at this newish movie that was released recently. But like, does it? But it. Does, I mean, it's not harming anybody. But them doing it because they're just pump. It's not like they haven't got the money to do it. They're just pumping it out. They're going to make money back, and why not? There's nothing to lose from them making this. But it would be if it was a long gap between them. But if yeah. you look at Disney's slate for next year, you've got this and Aladdin and Dumbo, yeah. which are just three remakes. It's like, where's the original material outside of Star Wars and um, even Pixar? Marvel retreading every other story that they've ever written. There's no new creative. But, when was the last time we had an original Pixar story? Well, I, I, I would disagree with that slightly to say that, that Coco was was a step in the right direction for Pixar because it mm. was it was touching on cultural touchstones that that were totally off yeah. the normal American kind of. Thing. and there's a lot of nice stuff in Coco I really really like that but I think Disney needs to be not relying on its two mainstays of Star Wars and Marvel but needs to be telling new 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 tales mm. for modern kids rather than just back going back I mean I can see you know I probably will end up going to see The Lion King just because it's going to be interesting but they were doing this shtick 18 years ago when they released Dinosaur right. Dinosaur is, is pretty much a similar movie fair enough with the Jungle Book because that is a, an age old story and you can retell it quite a lot of times and, it, and it's it's one of those stories that is probably worth retelling quite often in the oh. cinema but it, disagree We've ha- it's like three versions within one year now or something I mean, like- not that I'm just saying there's quite because we have that crowd of movies but I mean like if there's 10 to 15 years worth of gap it's always a good story to bring okay. back yeah. but The Lion King 
it's not had long enough to become a nostalgic movie it's enough to be able to years. remake. Why not make remake these classic nineties runs of films like Milan and you know whatever Aladdin and like it they were like this was a huge run of films for Disney in the nineties. Why not remake them and have the same success? I think that well, I, I will be going to see Aladdin because the guy they've cast as Jafar is just fine as hell. <laughs> it's like it's like who, who give a raise to whoever at Disney was like, what if Jafar but hot <laughs> um, but the th- the th- I think what made the 90s run of animation for Disney so so incredible was that it I, was di- it was it was new. I think it's because it they was went... the first time they were retelling these stories, and now it's like you're retelling the retelling of the story, which was ov- obviously ori- originated in Brothers Grimm, Arabian Nights. You know, Lion King is a retelling of Hamlet. Mm-hmm. But it's, so it's like, well, at least if you're gonna do a, a re- do like a new generation of like retellings of stories that we haven't already got a movie of. And I think part of the success of that 90s run of movies it was the traditional style of animation because it called back to the great early Disney stories of Snow White and Pinocchio and those kind of films and it felt like this is like a resurgence of this Disney style. I think still think as well in that period they experimented more because yeah. it was on TV recently and I absolutely love it. Emperor's New Groove is a funny, funny movie, and I really, really like it. I love Treasure Planet. I loved Atlantis. I really, yeah. like, I really dig Lilo and Stitch. The original <gasps> Lilo and Stitch the... is maybe one of my favourite Disney movies. It is so, so good. So but, I hope they leave that alone. What, what, well, could no, you imagine what it. Stitch is going to look like live action? They're doing the live action. Oh! Um, but what, can you imagine what he's going to look like? Because he ain't going to be the fluffy, friendly ball. Wasn't that it we in have. a recent Doctor Who episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, I, that was Nibbler from um, Futurama, wasn't it? <laughs> if you were saying about like Disney to do more original content, I can understand why they've shied away with it because after the steaming pile of turd that was Tomorrowland, which made them say no more, no more, no more original films. I yeah, love Tomorrowland, but no, it's trash. It's, great. it's, it's trash. not trash. It's great. It's got a great score. It's good. It, that's a good movie. That's a good Disney trying it, to do something different. But right. it killed their killed their chances of doing something. But it I killed mean, their chances because people just want the same old all, toss. I mean, looking like I watched the Nutcracker recently. Okay, they bought the rights to the Nutcracker and then tried to do something original, but that was trash as well. Right. So it seems when they try and do something original, they can't nail it. To wrap this up, we'll have our usual democratic vote. Lee, live outreach and remakes, pointless or fine? Um. I kind of lean heavily on the pointless side, I think. Keith? Yeah, redundant. Guy? I'm for the nostalgia, why not? But this is all leading towards live-action Frozen, isn't it? So yeah. that's where that's where the Phil? drawing point has to be. Oh, when the snake's going to eat its own tail. I mean, I'm 31 years old. I'm not going to see a Disney film. This this is not for me. It, you know, it's let them have it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, oh yeah okay yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not against it if you want to go see it you go see it I'm, I don't know if I'll see um, The Lion King but so PG I can't get it I think it, it <laughs> to me it just it smacks of shameless cashing and prepping content for their service yeah but that's what Disney is now it's just a cash in all the way have a different review drop us an email hello at geekybrummy.com or drop us a tweet Seeing as Christmas has been with us for an absolute age already, and it is now officially December, we thought we'd pick out some more of the egregious examples of advent calendars, considering they seem to have become a thing over the last few years. It's become something from having either the old tatty bit of cardboard with some pictures behind the windows 
or even the chocolatey version to being a thing <laughs> now. What kind of childhood do you know where you had the advent calendar of the pictures? <laughs> we even get a free one from the postcode lottery for that now. Someone's knocking at the door. Yep. Someone's, someone's knocking at the number bell. one. <laughs> but they'd like show their charities off that they donate to. Oh everybody. my god, do you get the guy from the X Factor behind no. one of the doors? Oh, well, not, not even Jeff Brazier. No. Ah. Right, so I've, I've picked out a few advent calendars and I think we've all picked out a couple of examples. Uh, my favourite one I have found is from Wera, which is a German tool manufacturer, and they have a toolkit advent calendar. Oh, I saw this. this. Yeah. I love this. This is great. So. That's pot- not the response. How it's big is it? <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's. Can we just click that little little, little here for like? <laughs> it's forty four pounds ninety four, which is an odd pricing. Forty four pounds ninety four pence. Yes. Okay. The popular classic amongst advent calendars raises the heart rates of true workmen and is a wonderful companion in the advent season. Sexist. <laughs> Containing a combination of screwdriving tools that provide fun and great results. This is getting erotic. This is like this is written erotically. A VDA craft form handle with eight different insulated oh. blades. <laughs> a craft form handle with quarter inch rapid adapter bit holder. Oh. And eight eighty nine millimeter long quarter inch bits. Oh. <laughs> If so, if like if you're buying this for someone who's really into DIY, why don't you just buy them some tools for actual Christmas? Mm-hmm. In addition, four L key wrenches with hex plus profile that avoids the rounding out of hexagon socket screws, whilst allowing twenty percent more torque to be transferred. Oh, oh, oh. this is actually a practical gift. The set is stored optimally in a textile folding pouch. Oh, nice! You're giving this your best Dervla Kerwan. <laughs> With the self-adhesive hook and loop fastener zone, the tool pouch can also be easily attached to the workshop wall, van side, or workshop trolley. Alternatively, it can be instantly docked with the wearer-to-go transport system. Another highlight of this advent calendar is the special edition craft form bottle opener, which glows in the dark. (laughs) Suitable for the dark nights of the winter season. Sir, I have a question. (laughs) <laughs> at, which, at, at which point do you get the belts? At I think it's day? the last pouch, probably. Well, what are you doing with all the stuff before you get the belt to put it in? If, um, if uh, I just need to give you the bullet points here. The wearer advent calendar, the calorie-free alternative to all Christmas and screwdriver fans. <sighs> For 20 different tool applications, including eight electrical tools and a phosphorescent bottle opener. Stop. All in all, a 24-piece tool combination. You said it was 20 and then it's 24. I'm confused. It says 20 different tool applications. So but it was 20 24 f- days. Yeah, but you get four, two handles, the pouch and the bottle opener. The <laughs> pouch. Yes. You don't get four four candles. For full list of contents, see attached data sheet. Oh, a data sheet. <laughs> oh. Does it download an Excel format? <coughs> it's it's in PDF. Oh. Oh, oh see. So, would- <laughs> <laughs> that was disturbing. <laughs> So, all to be Callan's girlfriend. PDF is the noise that Callan makes at that moment. <laughs> PDF. No, it's oh, pitiful. Have you confused? Have you, have, you, have you confused it with PDA? Because you don't want it to be doing PDF in public or DTF. <laughs> Would you buy this advent calendar, anybody? I mean, if you had a screwdriver fan in the family, what was the, I would, what was the I, retail price? Forty-five pounds. Okay. But just gotta... buy buy them tools for actual Christmas. This is my this is my thing with this whole nonsense of Christmas commercialism gone mad. It's 
we already spend so much money on actual presents, and now instead of like you know a couple of quid for just some chocolates in a in a little calendar. Now you're like, oh yeah, you need to spend like 40, 50, 60 pounds right. on like 24 days of other presents. Full disclosure, I buy the Lego advent calendar. Star Loser. Wars one every year. It's always nice. Oh, you always Ryan, get... you're part of the problem. <laughs> no, but the Lego advent calendar is a thing you because you at it. least get... It was 18 quid this year. 18 pounds you could have spent on your wife for a present. Uh, she, Boom. Got, she got the uh, M&S Beauty welcome, advent calendar. Viv, you're welcome. How much is the M&S Beauty advent calendar? Well, according to their original pricing, was £350 down to £35, according to their in-store pricing. So someone fluffed to zero? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I don't know. A tool advent calendar seems to be pushing the boat out completely. I feel like on... it's probably for tools, to be honest with you. Yes. Uh, it's like... I mean, another uh, example uh, I found uh, uh, was the Joe Malone advent calendar. Who's Joe Malone? She does candles. Three hundred. Sorry, she does candles. <laughs> Three hundred pounds. For so candles, that's for twenty-four little scented yes. candles. A shimmering countdown bursting with twinkling gifts, colognes, candles, and more. But at Get least if you've got more than one person in the household, you could all share the scent of the candle as it burns. I mean, unless you. But again, a scented candle is a great present just to give on actual Christmas. Right. The I mean, most expensive advent calendar found was ten thousand pounds. Oh. For was this in Gwyneth's Goop Guide? <laughs> for rare whiskies, basically like these rare and unlimited whiskies, Again, which you get a shot of. Great present to give for actual Christmas. <laughs> why with the candles? Why can't you just go and buy like on those big bag of candles, Simone base? So if you get if you get an advent calendar, which is counting you down to Christmas, that cost yeah. you ten grand. Yeah. What are you having for Christmas? I'm assuming a pony. <laughs> uh, I found the Wedgwood Christmas advent calendar. That was down from six hundred to four hundred and eighty pounds. That's Wedge- a weird price to drop it to. The Wedgwood Christmas twenty eighteen advent calendar is the ideal gift for a loved one or to use around the home this holiday season. A friend or family will be delighted to receive this item as a present made from porcelain. So it's got no contents. Is a porcelain Wedgwood advent calendar which you put stuff into yourself. What? Which you have to spend four hundred and eighty pounds on. But it's porcelain though. Yes. And then you what? You just put like some little Hershey's Kisses and Kisses in there. No! No! I like shards! Oh, that's beautiful. Why don't I you love just, that. Why don't you just fill your toilet with chocolates and so when you flush it, you get a bowl full of chocolates? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can't it be reused year on year, though? Would you spend £480 on a porcelain advent calendar? Okay, let me... Hold on, hold on. Bear with me on this one. Oh, God. All it's got to do is last 480 years... And it's cheaper than buying an advent calendar each year. What's the average lifespan of a human? I didn't say it had to last. You had to last 480 years. Can you imagine, Callan, age 98? (laughs) Granddad, what are you leaving us? Oh, I've got nothing, kids, except this advent calendar I bought in 2018. (laughs) It is the the year 2500. Humanity has been destroyed, yet the descendants of the Danes clan still have their... Whatever you do, kids, don't let the robot overlords get your advent calendar. (laughs) They all cherish it like they open each day, like... It is one of those things that like, a porcelain advent calendar is one of those utterly useless things that you probably would inherit from like a really like yeah. you, from your like worst relative. <laughs> and that it, and like oh here's like some here's some like you know some it, some like dining silver and like some like like, like sounds... a like a china like dog and then <laughs> and then like this thing and the twenty four those little holes in it but the 24th one will, will have broken off and you'll <laughs> yeah. have to go on a quest across it, the apocalyptic wastelands and, and, then you, for and then you go to like the Hunger Games Antiques Roadshow <laughs> <laughs> 
But this feels like it should be like the main like bit that's been stolen in an Enid Blyton Secret Seven novel. It, <laughs> it sounds like the most tweeest thing ever to have a porcelain advent calendar. So they should remake the Terminator with this when John Connor arrives to protect Sarah Connor. It's come with me if you want to protect your advent calendar. <laughs> it's Wedgwood, you know. <laughs> porcelain. Lee, you've got a few examples yes. as well. How first first of all, two words: pork scratchings. I did see that one. I I saw the pork scratcher one. I saw the marshmallow one. I thought, are these worthy of interest? I'm I'm coming around to the idea. How Uh, much is it? £12. Is it from the Snaffling Pig Company? Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, It says Merry Pigging Christmas on it. I mean, that's unoriginal, but okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I also thought I'd go into Poundland, because, you know, figured that would be a great place to go for terrible advent calendars. I love Poundland. However... Let me down. The only one that was in there was uh, the very badly behaved elf, strictly for adults only. No idea what's in it. Oh, oh, oh my god, should we oh, for next molded. time? I think those are going to be specially moulded chocolates. Uh. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's going to be like pants mm-hmm. that you can eat. Probably, yeah. yeah. I Some can... like really, really flimsy, like poorly made handcuffs. Yes, yeah. exactly. On, on that note, oh, if you are that way inclined. What's <laughs> Are the next two words out of your mouth going to be Anne Summers? No, actually, I didn't think to check that one. But if you're of that mind of thinking, but don't want to be seen in Poundland, in Selfridges, <laughs> if you have too much of a like <laughs> yeah. attitude not to Sorry, be seen Mr. in, in Selfridges, you, you can get an Amarelli premium erotic advent calendar for two hundred and fifty pounds. Guys interested, <laughs> including What's in it? what have we got? Um, in- oh, if, if, if you struggle with the bright lights in the city, there is a nice face mask for when you go to sleep that was sort of like a blindfold. Blindfold, yeah. Um, and I if, can't if you feel like you're going to fall out the bed. Are there a pair of handcuffs that you can securely attach you to the bed frame so you I can't fall out at night time? Um, I haven't seen those. No. Um, there's various forms of. Um, <gasps> oh my god! Vibration it- devices. A b- advent calendar. <laughs> Finally, we cracked it. This is the one good use. <laughs> this is the best thing about this. A stylish gold tone box encases the gifts and sits discreetly on your dressing table. There's no so discreetly you can have about it there, that. And everyone can see it, but like. And, and then oh, what they'll oh. do is go in, open the doors that are already being opened, and go, oh. <laughs> oh, Mandy, oh, didn't didn't Kevin buy you a lovely advent calendar? Are there some nice treats in that? And she'd be like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other one I found, um, I sort of, I don't agree with the whiskey one, but I can at least appreciate the a nice... The £10,000 whiskey advent calendar. I can appreciate an aged whiskey. It's not for me, but I can appreciate can it. Can you appreciate £10,000 worth of whiskey over 24 days? No. <laughs> I bet I could. But a vodka advent calendar. Not premium vodka, just regular vodka. Is it Glenn's vodka advent calendar? Uh, It's not. It's ba- made by a brand called Drinks by the Dram. And one of them is Ciroc. So it's just like run-of-the-mill, easy-to-get vodka. On a Just buy a bottle of vodka yeah. and drink yeah. one shot every 24... £120. <laughs> So my but easily accessible vodka. My favourite example um, of these, uh, the, the the ridiculousness of advent calendars I've seen on social media is there was a gin advent calendar in Sainsbury's for sixty pounds. Somebody just fashioned their own ingenious alternative and bought a bottle of gin and then just marked twenty four little notches <laughs> down the side of it. Well, so it was like an advent candle on a, that gets you sloshed. 
at least with this, you're getting like 24 days of actual alcohol. Um, M&S have a cocktails advent calendar, but it's actually chocolate liqueurs uh. and not cocktails. It is a single small bottle of gin on Christmas Day, and that's it. But the way it's advertised... Is that on to the... knock back your despair on the last day? <laughs> yeah. like, oh. like, and the, but the way it's like presented is as if it's got every day is a bottle of alcohol, but it's not. Also, can I just... like those people who bring the mixers to the party. They don't oh. bring alcohol, they'll oh. just bring a cocktail mixer. I mean, I don't know anyone that does that because I'm not friends with those sorts of people, right? <laughs> but while we're talking about advent calendars, I just, I just want to clear up whether I'm right or wrong on the idea of... Should it have 24 windows, or should it have 25 windows? 24. 24. You want the extra chocolate? Come on, Keith. It's supposed to be, traditionally, 24, because on the 25th you'd get your actual Christmas present, mm-hmm. so you don't need that 25th one. Well, it's <laughs> oh, like 25 is now the bonus. Can I also just say that if you're one of those companies, like a certain YouTube influencer last year, who creates an advent calendar where it's not even 24 you can, days... Say it last year, you say her name, where it's, about it. Zoella. Yeah. Zoella sucks. Yeah. We read her book. Yeah. It's, it's the fact that she, hers had something like 12 days on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Get bent. I hope you lose all your money to Nigerian scammers. I actually found a couple of 12-day examples in M&S as well. Yeah. Wasn't it originally socks? 12 days, though, before it went to 24? Right. Because the whole no, like, that's 12, the 12 days, days of Christmas. Christmas. That's especially on the 13th of December, back in the day, Callum. Talk- the 12 days of Christmas or the 12 days after Christmas. Talking oh. of, I found one more example which wasn't an advent calendar, but I think we need to bring up. Star Wars The Force 2 Collection Socks. This is the ultimate Star Wars collector's box set of 12 socks with a mystery 13th pair. This limited edition set includes the pilot, Tarkin, Emperor, Trooper, Droid, Vader, C-3PO, Chewie, Bounty, Yoda, Lando, X-Wing pilot, Carbonite, and a question mark. Jar Jar. You'll find out soon enough, young Padawan. Borsack this is face, not the a trap. Borsack face guy. It's got to be the Borsack face guy, no. right? No. <laughs> You'll find out soon enough, young Padawan. This is not a trap. Ah, yes! <laughs> Each sock is made out of a 200-needle-count luxury cotton and features deep heel pockets, seamless toe closures, and athletic ribbing at the cuff to keep your socks in place all day. Be the person who gives the best gift with this Force 2 box set of socks. This most exclusive box set in the galaxy, limited quantities. How much would you pay for this? 13 pairs of Star Wars socks, which don't look that nice, to be honest. I would pay negative pounds. How bad are the socks? They're going to be one in ninety-nine pounds. Yeah. Keep going. One hundred and forty. Higher. What? Two hundred. Higher. Three hundred forty. Two hundred and twenty pounds for thirteen pairs of Star Wars socks. Yeah, but collector's edition. And you know what? We deserve that. We deserve <laughs> just that. Just don't take them out of the box. Disney hates us. Yeah. And yet we keep giving them our money. So you know what? Honestly, it's what we deserve. Um. Just some in. Keith just put that into his basket. <laughs> <laughs> on my fantastic beast right earlier, Keith, did you find it funny when one of the characters said it's a trap in the film? Because I know I laughed out loud at that moment. No, I didn't. Oh. Before we wrap, I just realised I had one other honourable mention because it's not actually... It's not actually... Cut, cut, oh, sorry, dead. Yeah, I mean... Like, I've been waiting for ages. Same, no, go on, Keith first. Keith first, I'll do my honourable mention. Because you looked, you looked at all these, and I was looking at these expensive ones. Charlotte Tilbury, apparently, is a, yeah. is a big thing. But I found the best... Uh, what I consider the best advent calendar. There's only one of its kind. 
in in all of existence. It was auctioned off recently. Uh, Guy will love it uh, because it's somebody you might recognise. Um, Christopher Spencer, who's a local British Birmingham-based artist, mm-hmm. put together his um, uh, Cold War Steve advent yes. calendar. So this is a Steve McFadden-themed advent oh, I calendar saw this. with um, kind of it has kind of lower-level British urban celebrities hobnobbing with um, politicians and stuff. He, and he put it on cuts pictures of Steve McFadden and ultimate ce- other celebrities. Yeah, sticks like... them in with Richard Nixon, uh, yeah. Vladimir Putin. Um, so he put this on online to sell off. Also, including as well, this, and this would have sold it to you perfectly, is that, that it came with an autographed, deep-filled Frey Bentos pie, as well as your advent calendar. Uh, and it went for £410. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, you, one of a kind. Would so, you like the Steve McFadden signed Frey Bentos pie? Of course I would. I don't well, think guy, signed, I don't, surprise. <laughs> no. I don't think it was signed by Steve McFadden. I think no. it was signed by the artist itself. So, um, I, but that, 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 I thought that was at least... You know, well, if a if bit you have like three quid left after buying that advent calendar, you can go to any nightclub around the country <laughs> get yourself a selfie with Steve McFadden whilst holding the Frey Rentos pie and you've still got a pound to get home with on the bus as well what's that kid got to say for himself though right so this isn't an advent calendar per se Very but I think the end of the feature then. Cool. it would work as an advent calendar and I think it would be even better it's I found this whilst looking for presents it's the 2019 bubble wrap calendar so every day of the year you get a single square of bubble wrap that you can pop. Can't pop the bubble wrap. Oh, that's it. It's dangerous. It might explode. Oh, yeah. And they want 25 bucks for that. Yes. Okay. But as an advent calendar, that would be fun. get a sheet of bubble wrap from, like, any, like, store for what? Like, a few quid? Yeah. That's why it'd be great as a Christmas order anything online. You could pop as many yeah. bubbles as you want. Don't be don't be restricted to one per day. One a day. That feels like it's trying to, like, like, like you're trying to wean yourself right. off the addictive habit of bubble popping. Whereas like, I, I I allow myself one pop a day, but that's all. Viv and I, in readiness for our flat move, bought from Amazon a sixty meter roll of bubble wrap. Oh, that's your crapper, isn't it? Oh, have we have have you? No, it's so Viv's mom and dad's now. Have you wrapped each other up in it? No. Well, what's the point? We we did like spend a good hour just like tearing bits off and popping it, which was fun. But it was could have felt like something else. You could have done that hour, Ryan. To have, be you tried, have you tried? Have you tried wrapping yourself up in it and then like rolling yourself down the stairs for the fun? No, that's what Phil just said. And that's dangerous, <laughs> and also potentially could be seen as maybe someone looks like maybe Ryan's being murdered. Right. <laughs> so, how much do you think a forty meter roll of bubble wrap would cost? A couple of quid. It was like fourteen Ten. quid. Um, so still less than the yes. calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and you can wrap every item in your house with lots to spare over, which we discovered. But and you could just pop one a day. Yeah. You can pop a lot more. You, you, you might get to the end of that before you get to the end of your Wedgwood pottery calendar. I'll <laughs> yeah. just get to the end of this feature for a pop calendar. That is that time of the year where we recommend some purchases, which are not advent calendars, but we think could be nice, quite presents for your geeky friends ho, and relatives. Ho, a ho. Not Guy. <laughs> we do not recommend Guy as a present. To start us off, Lee, what are your three picks for your geeky Christmas gift guide? Okay. Um, so for under £10, I found a place on Etsy called uh, Geeky Treats Boutique. 
and they will make uh, custom Lego minifigs for about £4.50. Nice. And various different characters they're selling, but I think you can request things, so that so, was pretty good. So we could get one made of Calendanes? Yes, you could. It's, we've already got a Lego minifig, it's just a bit oversized. <laughs> <laughs> um, for under 100 um, I'm going to... I was trying to think of what I could possibly recommend for this, but I figured let's go with the D and D starter set. You can get it from Forbidden Planet for sixteen ninety nine, and I'd recommend getting uh, a different set of dice rather than what's in there. Uh, there's a really good place called Gatekeeper Gaming. Uh, they do a set called Half Seas, where the colours of the dice are two different colours. They're about nine pound for nice. a set. So, Fancy. and for the expensive uh, gift, unlimited price gift. <laughs> the unlimited price gift. Well, since since I am the game guy, I'm going to have to go with the console bundles. Mm. Um, so there is a uh, PS4 going on the game website, which comes with Red Dead Redemption 2 and Uncharted 4 for about £340. Not a bad deal. Um, on Amazon, you can get an Xbox One S with Forza Horizon 4 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey with two controllers for £200. That's, that's, which a, is very that's a decent deal. And then there is the... Uh, Nintendo Switch um, Super Smash Brothers bundle, which is about three hundred and twenty. Nice. So, and it's got like the special decal on the dock with characters from the game. So, cool. There Worth picking up. Yeah. Keith, well, what geeky gifts have you brought to this table? You might have to shop around a little bit for the um, the first one for under ten pounds. Um, but I want to recommend it's just just come out. It's the Immortal Hulk Volume One. Not twenty five kids walking to a bank. <laughs> no, it's sold out. It's so popular that it's sold out <coughs> everywhere. Um, this is collecting Al Ewing and Joe Bennett's recent run of the horror styled uh, Hulk run. Uh, I've not been picking it up in singles apart from the occasional cover but this is a collection of the first six issues and it's fantastic at the moment so well worth picking up Nice. Um, for my uh, choice up to 100 I'm going to leave it a little bit open but it's mm-hmm. recommending a, a website called denix.co.uk right. where you can go along and fill your boots with replica western weapons <gasps> to fulfil your live action Red Dead Redemption needs oh my god um, so they've got various revolvers, peacekeepers, and uh, other kind of um, old Western paraphernalia. They'll do holsters as well, but they're a little bit more expensive. Um, but you can get fake kind of um, non-firing, but they'll they'll spin and they'll make a, a, a noise. So you I can pretend it. to be um, your favourite Red Dead Redemption ca- characters. Uh, but it's worth going to have a look. They got there's loads of other weapons. So if you're into medieval stuff, they've got other bits and pieces. But that's kind of cool. Phil looked genuinely appalled. My my jaw hit the floor <laughs> with excitement. Like gun Anna Stetson. Yes. Uh, and for my unlimited value piece, yes. uh, it's a personal choice. If anybody wants me wants to buy it, I, I think you can shop around. It's probably knocking around somewhere between the, the t- 200 300 point is the uh, one six scale hot toys figure of john wick no. which is basically just a replica just, keanu reeves I, i'm surprised <laughs> you just didn't say i want to hire keanu reeves for a day under the christmas tree but he comes with different heads and different hands and lots of different <laughs> weapons and stuff it's uh, it's a pretty awesome looking toy i would hire keanu reeves for a night under the christmas tree <laughs> <laughs> guy what geeky gifts are you pulling out your sack <laughs> ah! oh, wow, Ryan, that's weird. Uh, I bought you the uh, calendar from Selfridges. Thank you. Uh, and the tool. Um, <laughs> I, I bought you the Weirder tool set. <laughs> um, Glow in the dark bottle opener. 
something weird happened recently, and I actually started reading comics. That's so weird. <laughs> me, oh my god, you're such a, a nerd. Oh, <laughs> we don't use that derogatory term on this show, Callan. That's uh, that's offensive. <laughs> we must apologise for the views of Callan Danes. He is uh, he is an invalid. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I started reading Spider Gwen, and it's oh. great. Um, I wanted to read Spider Man, and but then like there's like lots of that from nineteen back to like nineteen sixty two or something like that. So that's, like, a lot of like time to invest in. Like I don't have the money to buy those comics, so I thought I'd just jump in at Spider Gwen instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so largely, you can get like Spider Gwen comics for like under a tenner. Yeah. Like if you don't buy them direct from Amazon or Forbidden Planet or Nostalgia and Comics, <laughs> if you buy them from like sellers on Amazon, sorry Nostalgia and Forbidden Planet, but you can get them for under a tenner. Um, we love you, but yes, um, Spider Gwen's great. I can't believe you like Spider-Gwen. I would never have saw that coming. Why? Because I thought that you'd f- find it too sort of like... I don't know. Are you trying to sound sexist? No, that actually wasn't Feels what like I was trying, trying to say. Yeah. Guy, Guy, what's your up to £100 <laughs> gift? Well, you know, as uh, as I'm a, a massive sexist and everything, up to £100 would be the, uh, the Doctor Who Barbie... <laughs> oh, that is a good shout. Um, I, I know several grown women who have that on their Christmas list. You know, so one grown man who's bought one has it coming this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably know quite several grown men who buy that as well. Uh, I do have one on the way. Uh, I'm very excited about receiving her through the post. Do you remember that episode of Rugrats when Tommy's waiting for the doll to come for the well, pose? He's like, you can ring your Jodie Whittaker Barbie and play with Keith's John Wick doll. I'm now Ooh. picturing you as Angelica, and that poor Doctor Who Barbie's going to have <laughs> half of its hair pulled out like the doll Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I feel a bit didn't bad. Cynthia have a very similar style to Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. Well, it was short blonde hair, but also it was like it had been pulled out in yeah. chunks. <laughs> I feel kind of bad now because, like last time we were all together in the studio, I'd bought my nephew the uh, the Doctor Who Jodie Whittaker action figure for Christmas, yes. which he's still to get. But like, I've got the much better one. <laughs> like, I, I looked at his and I was kind of like, yeah, no, I want that one. So it's uh... it's like the face isn't not not detailed enough. I want the Barbie version. I have bought so many presents for other people and ended up keeping them for myself. <laughs> So uh, that's like, that's about sixty quid, but it'll probably be more um, if you haven't managed to order it like I have. Uh, and then this is not necessarily geeky, but for me, I'm a massive geek when it comes to this artist. So mm-hmm. uh, and also, Callan, yeah, no, I'm I'm not a sexist because uh, I'm recommending the whole back catalogue of Kate Bush albums, which is just been reissued on vinyl. Mm-hmm. So for four three hundred and sixty pounds, you can get this whole entire woman's work. That is a work. whole lot of bush. Uh, it it is uh, Keith. You got that one little reference there, like that. Um, it's uh, yeah, no. Go and buy these records; they're all fantastic, and yeah. like oh, you need them in your collection. And I'm glad they're finally been reissued and put back out there. So uh, just uh, forget about the song where Rolf Harris appears. <laughs> but yeah, go and get the Kate Bush records for people because you can all dance to Wuthering Heights on Christmas Day. Very nice, Phil. What have you selected from the geeky gifts going around? It is so hard trying to find anything half decent under £10. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at Christmas. Just like Googling geeky gifts under £10, you come yes. up with so much tat. But So I've been recently re-watching Archer on Netflix. And mm-hmm. so my choice for £9.99, you can get How to Archer, The Ultimate Guide to Espionage, Style, Women and also Cocktails. 
That's from the ISIS era of Archer before they had to rebrand. Yes, yes. So it is um, just one of those sort of like TV show tie-in kind of annual thingies where you will learn how to dress properly, drive an elephant, field strip an AK-47, haggle with a Thai prostitute, kill a man, and also prepare a fabulous brunch, as, along with many other things. So that's, you know... It's sage advice for their times. I feel like I might have ghostwritten this in my sleep at some point. <laughs> yeah, how many so... pages is it? Uh, what a random question! <laughs> what a bizarre question that was. I want to know how much I'm going to learn from this. 192. Okay. So you can get that for 9.99 on Amazon. Nice. Nice. What size is the book? Really, in terms of <laughs> what, what folio size? What, what size of print are they using? <laughs> I they, don't know. The, they, the regular kind. Have they gone for Times New Roman or are they casual with a bit of Arial? Well, actually, is it on. illustrated <laughs> oh, out? There's no Wi-Fi in here. Otherwise, I would click on the look inside button. But, <laughs> Um, so then for up to £100, just because I am constantly recon- uh, recommending um, podcasts and audiobooks, I'm going to go with an audiobook subscription for £69.99. That lasts you 12 months. How many pages two. does it go? <laughs> <laughs> Is that How many months does Audible. it last? <laughs> so that, that's, that's Audible for, yes. for audiobooks. Um, also and- owned by Amazon, I believe. Oh, I probably. So. Yes. I, mean, I think I'm owned by Amazon at this point. So are you. <laughs> with SponCon. <laughs> um and then for the um, over, over £100 or whatever, just it's a bit to, to laugh. You can get a bat signal for 300 quid. What wattage is it? <laughs> is it like full size? Like you could stick it on your roof and it all like... No! <laughs> oh! No, no and you like, can't actually call Batman. It's it's just like a do you, lamp. Uh, do you, you like know. it, but you only get like a slightly rubbish of Batman, like Nightwing turns up. I mean, this Nightwing. <laughs> I like Nightwing. It's just it, a guy in a bin bag. It displays the bat signal at seven to ten feet. So I just, yeah, it's a bit of fun. Nice. If, you, if you've got, if you've For got short-sighted Batman. Yeah, age fifteen years and up, not suitable for Callan. <laughs> Can I just point this out? That if anybody wants to make a real-life size bat signal, then for twenty nineteen, you can be the best gift guide of. All- Whatever it is, the, the nah, money, Callum made a joke. The money, ah. oh, money, no object gift guide. That will be nah. uh, Callum. What have you selected from the early learning centre for us? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan made a joke and it hit the ground. I've got so, tumbly wumblies. <laughs> I've got the train set. You know the uh, one that's Fisher always Price and some play doh. I got, a t- I got a telly to be. So that's the tank engine. This that one, little broom with goggle eyes on it. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this one doesn't technically count as geeky, so I have this one and a geeky one for under ten pound. Okay, the official BS button. So if anyone knows like the old Staples button where you press it and it goes, that's that's so easy or whatever. Get one of those for the show, right? I feel like uh, we need it. Yes, and it uh, would, don't the last leg already have one of those? Yeah. Yeah, and so you just press it, and then it will call out for people's BS. We've got so. a fi- we've got a Phil Ellis. We don't yes. need a button to tell us when something's BS. Just for when Phil isn't here. But anyway, um, but my geeky one from the ten pound is Super Mario Bros. Pixel Craft. Okay. It's essentially just like a bunch of magnets, and you can make like art of like the original like Mario's it, oh, we, while they were still in it's like it's basically 8-bit art it's like you give it's like face yeah. thing you know where it was like a bearded man and you just dragged like the shavings onto his face and stuff like that when you were a kid like you had those things and those pens alright I was just drawing on bold man <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so those are my two for yep. uh, under 10 under and 100 then, pounds for under 100 pounds um, if you're a Marvel fan I've got who the who isn't Infinity Gauntlet Keith's got that 
which you could like run. I don't Keeps, actually keep special glove. I don't actually know what it does, but oh. I assume it makes noises and you can run around. Why would it make noises? <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet didn't make noises in the movie. Hang yeah, on, that it, it did. did. Yeah, it made that. That it made Thanos making the, the Infinity Gauntlet doesn't it, make that noise. It made the snapchat. <laughs> it no, but it makes like. Sh- Noises when Where he does it. No, he no when he makes the when he does the like power time back That's time. That's the things. Infinity Stones, not the. Oh, move on, move on. It has the Infinity oh. Stones in it. I'm sorry. Are you disappointed, Ryan? That it's not an actual Infinity Gauntlet with the base elements of the universe. Oh, if I'm snapping, even... there is one particular person who is at the top of the <laughs> that, list. Looking at that picture, that glove is bigger than that man. <laughs> I like you how they've got a rubbish like... Jackman lookalike for this bit. I've seen things like that on other websites <laughs> that aren't Amazon. <laughs> that that is not. <laughs> And, okay, if for some money, reason... No job, money, no object. Oh, no, 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 one more. If you... One, Trek, one each, we said. Star Trek electronic door chime in the style of the original 60s era. But anyway, that was... That's going to get nicked off your door frame. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Money, no object, and I kind of I kind of messed up with this one twice because I had one in mind. Custom Death Star. I'm getting a mind. Fire, fire roasting pit. But it's sold out and you can't buy it. That's and the whole point of Money No Object is you can buy it. <laughs> Jet suit, £340,000, because I completely misinterpreted the budget. No, uh, Money No, no Object. Money No Object, but yeah, but money, no object. <laughs> everyone spends under 500 quid. I come in here with a jetpack. So, somebody please help me. <laughs> First time in your life I've ever shown a bit of ambition, Carl, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> can we strap that onto you now and blast you out the studio? <laughs> I've seen that on the gadget show. It don't work. Doesn't it? Really. Oh, that's a disappointment. Right. It's my selection time now. I'm going to cheat slightly with my under £10, because it's under £10 a month, but I recommend getting a VPN. Which is... <laughs> Why, Brian? Why? <laughs> which is a really useful piece of technology, mainly because it makes you appear anywhere you want to in the world. What are you trying to hide? Nothing. I'm just saying a VPN is a very secure methodology you, of using uh, the internet. Use it when you've got your Infinity Glove on. <laughs> I, I just recommend a VPN. It's a very good purchase for anybody who actually browses the web, and it helps you avoid malware attacks, scammy banners, fake e-commerce sites. And if you want to appear in a different part of the country, uh, part of the world, because a certain show might be available there, not that we recommend it on the show. But there is alternative uses for a VPN. And NordVPN are doing a sale at the minute. I think it's something like four quid a month, which is actually a really good deal for a VPN service. Arrest that man. For my under £100, again from Mr. Amazon, they have dropped the spice of the Sphero Star Wars droids. Have anybody seen these before? I, I have a BB-8. Yes. Well, you can pick up <gasps> oh, R2-D2 yeah. for 50 quid at the moment on Amazon. Is, nice. that, is that a new child in your family? <laughs> yes. I've, they, they, these are great. I picked mine up off eBay uh, a, a long time ago. And one of the things they do brilliantly now is you can uh, watch back, I think you can watch pretty much all of the Star Wars films. Yeah. Uh, if you have your uh, robot, Mm-hmm. Uh, the, sphere, the, the spherical sphero. ones have to be yeah. in their little uh, thing or the R2 units can be different but yeah. they react to what's going on on screen so when bad things are happening to robots they squeal and do kind of weird stuff it's quite funny to watch a film sit- with them it's like sitting in the cinema with an annoying yes. person <laughs> but I've heard a rumour that TK Maxx have had quite 
a significant stock of these for even cheaper. I think forty quid is what some people I think. Forty nine ninety nine. I've seen them. They've had the BB nine. Yes. They've had the they've had the imperial looking ones. But although they, the R two the all black R two units pretty sweet. Yeah, and you can have the force band included, which means you can like wave your arm I'm rather than have to use the app. It's fine. And for my mini note object purchase, because I really want a new TV, it is. I'll get the ridiculously long model number out of the way. It's the LG OLED 65W 8PLA Signature OLED for HDR 4K Ultra HD Smart TV. Is this the wallpaper TV? It is the wallpaper oh, TV. Oh my god, I so saw this. Which is 65 inches, including Freeview Play, FreeSat HD, Dolby Atmos base units, Ultra HD certified with HDR for £4,000. Can I Save £2,000 at the minute on Ryan. my Black Friday sale. Can I just say I'm very disappointed in you for not going for the 77-inch module and opting for the smaller one. I was right. being size clean. Yeah, I was being reasonable. Not selfish, Callan. <laughs> but it's basically a giant TV with a giant sound dock. But the TV itself is millimeters thin and goes onto your wall like wallpaper. I've seen one of these. They're quite nice. They are really nice. So if anybody would like me to buy me that, they're only four thousand pounds at John Lewis at the minute. Although we should petition. TV makers to start naming their TVs like cars. Mm-hmm. So they should call it the Samsung Bastard. <laughs> it's like, it's big. To wrap it up, there is one last gift guide, which we're going to recommend. Give us a donation at Kofi. <laughs> so smooth. Yeah. It was a, almost a decent segment. While you hear that, just imagine a small animated carrot bouncing around. <laughs> or a small animated coffee cup. With a, a, a or a, a small animated Elton John, I've, or just I've, Elton John sitting at the piano, I shall, I gradually shall, aging backwards. I shall do a little. I like how Elton John ages backwards in the advert. His hairline also recedes as he <laughs> ages. His it's glasses get bigger. Yes. But anyway, that was our geeky gift for it. So we'll pop an article up on the Geeky Brummy website if you missed any of those. Go buy that stuff. What's going on? It's geeky going, son. It is time for your week in geek and what's going on in the local area. Before all of that, it is time for our picks of the week. Mr. Keith Bloomfield, what have you selected for comic of the week? The 68 kids go into a Christmas down cutting tree yard and get a Christmas tree. <laughs> Christmas? <laughs> not like a forest. A Christmas tree down cutting yard. <laughs> I'd love to see the signage on the wall. Come to our Christmas tea cutting down yard and pick and then, up your Christmas and, tree. And then they take it to a bank as a gesture of goodwill after they robbed it. It doesn't even. It wouldn't even fit on my app, that uh, <laughs> title, which is, which is quite good. Um, I'm going to kind of... Uh, no, not cheat a little bit, but it's the first issue in a uh, set of books that are coming out all through December. Um, so they're all tied under the, the, the main title, Defenders, so mm-hmm. This is Marvel reuniting the original uh, Defenders, which are Hulk, Namor, Doctor Strange, and the Silver Surfer. Mm. Uh, we're kicking off um, the first issue under the Defenders title will be the Immortal Hulk number one, which is out this week. Yep. Um, so it's basically the overarching story is called The Best Defense, and it starts here. Stephen Strange is dead, a charred skeleton in an abandoned barn on the edge of a deserted town. Bruce Banner wants to know why. He won't stop until he has the truth in his hands, with or without the Immortal Hulk. And that's Al Ewing. He's one of the greatest writers in comics at the moment. He wants the truth. He wants the truth. He can't handle, he can't the, handle truth. the truth. <laughs> Does um, the truth make him angry? But yeah, but just be prepared that you're going to have to be forking out uh, pretty much once a week to pick up that whole set. So there'll be yeah. uh, Hulk, uh, I think it's Namor, then Doctor Strange, then uh, Silver Surfer, and then there's going to be the 
the so whole on a rotation basically. so it's kind of the, the first tie-in issues which will bring them all back together Lee video game of the week everyone is here Super Smash Brothers comes out this week the 7th um, for we, Switch we got a little play of it at MTM yes Com. I did actually get to <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> I did get to have a good play with all the newcomers this week <laughs> Um, in fact, I may get up something on the website about the newcomers. Yes. Let's see if I can get something up there. Not the piranha plant before you even yeah, start, Callum. No, no. But it's DLC. Yes. It does have the Wii Fit trainer, who is the best character in that game. Yes. Callum looks like a Wii Fit Wii character. <laughs> he does look like a me, yes. But yes, the uh, game comes out on the 7th and is looking very, very good based on what I've played. But because um, I like to try and highlight something that's not as well known as well. I'm also going to put the uh, Persona dancing games that are coming out this week as well. Is it Dance Every- Dance Persona Revolution, basically? Pretty much. It's a rhythm game, and it's basically just using the Persona music to dance to, and it's very weird, it's very Japanese, but if you like weird Japanese things, and you like rhythm games, definitely worth checking out. Sounds cool. Phil, podcast of the week... So this is something that I binged while I was driving back up from Stansted Airport at four in the morning. Um, it is an audio drama. It is called The Horror of Dolores Roach. It is a wickedly grotesque and funny retelling of Sweeney Todd set mm. in modern Manhattan. It's about this woman, Dolores, who gets out of prison after 16 years for selling weed, goes back to her old neighbourhood, finds it's been completely gentrified and taken over by hipsters, um, ends up renting a little room under an empanada shop, gets into some trouble, one thing leads to another, there's a dead guy, um, and the dead guy ends up in the empanadas. And it's just eight um, uh, episodes, I think they're between 20 and 30 minutes each. It's really, really funny, there's some great, great voice acting in there. Um, the main narrator is Daphne Rubin Vega, who originated one of the roles in Rent on Broadway. So she's this phenomenal wow. actress. Um, and yeah, it's it's funny, it's it's dark, um, and it, it's got kind of a, a really twisted allegory about gentrification and, and, and sort of modern modern life and, and, and all that. And it, it's just really really fun. So that's the horror of Dolores Roach. It's by Gimlet Media. And same people who did Homecoming. Yes, yeah. So all of their scripted stuff at the moment is just they're killing it. So that's wherever you uh, download your podcasts. That's the horror of Dolores Roach. Awesome. Guy, thing of the week. Yeah, no, I don't normally get to add anything here, but um, I just wanted to add that uh, Vic and Bob are back on the TV with Big Night Out. It's TV a short show room. of the week. Like, just watch it, support Vic and Bob, and make them make more TV, because they just it's just stupidity and brilliance, and we need them on the TV more. So please watch it, because I love them. So it's a limited run of Big Night Out. Yeah, just, you know, we just want to see them prattling around every week, if possible, so just get give them views, please. Awesome. Please. Right, returning to the local area from the Saturday the 1st of December i.e. tonight it's £5 screenings of The Mockingbird of Escaped New York 4K Restoration I love that film In 1997 a major war between the United States and Soviet Union is concluded with the entire island of Manhattan being converted into a giant maximum security prison when Air Force One is hijacked and crashed into the island the President Donald Pleasance is taken hostage by a group of inmates Snake Plissken Kurt Russell when not playing Santa is a former special forces so soldier turned You buried the lead there. It's, it's Kurt Russell in the 80s wearing an eye patch. Oh. 
he is sent in to recruit uh, he's recruit to retrieve the president in exchange for his own freedom very very classic movie great John Carpenter movie the sequel was pretty fun too yeah but 4K so it's going to be really pretty in that I did when I went to see the new Halloween movie there was an incredible trailer for all of the John Carter restorations and they look phenomenal yes also on today from 2pm so Mac Birmingham uh, showing BFI Comedy Genius presents Educating Rita Hey. Yes, Edgebaston born Julie Walter stars as a t- titular character, Rita, a witty working b- class British hairdresser who decides to seek an education at the Open University. Rita just needs a tutor and selects Dr. Frank Warren, Michael Caine, an alcoholic college lecturer whose life is in the shambles. It's a really good film, really, really great acting. I recommend it. On tonight at Arena Birmingham, Sunday, 1st December, Star Wars episode 4 A New Hope with Live Orchestra. Just Star Wars. Yes. So, really cool experience to see with Live Orchestra. From the 3rd of December to the 29th of December, Benidorm Live at the New Alexander Theatre. Oh, oh dear. Yes. Derek Lytton has written an all new set of Alicante Escalades for much loved characters. They swap Sangria on stage after a quick spruce up at the Blow and Go. <laughs> it is, I mean, it's it's such a naff TV show, but that is one of my fave terrible puns to have yes. a salon called Blow and Go. And it's got quite a lot of the cast in it. So Johnny Mangus in it. 13th to 16th December, Brilliant Place right. Winter Film Festival. Brilliant Place Film Festival is returning with a festive twist. Join them in Central Square to watch your f- films free on a big screen. There will be lots of heaters to keep everything cosy, cosy, as long with bundles of blankets. A limited number of seats will also be available in the festival to bring your own picnic chairs and blankets. So keep running the Brilliant Place website. And the film list is Thursday the 13th of December, Gremlins at 6pm. 14th of December, Elf at 6pm. 15th of December, Midday is Frozen. One for Guy. <laughs> Alright, Arnold Schwarzenegger. 15th at 3pm, Home Alone. 16th at 12pm, The Polar Express. And to finish one of the greatest Christmas films of all time at 3pm on Sunday the 16th, with It's a Wonderful Life. No, it's not. Have a, have a miserable Christmas. <laughs> that is pretty much our geeky goings on for the week. And a very special shout out to Mr. Lee Beat and the family who uh, messaged Geek Room Chat Group a couple of weeks ago. Hello, hello. Lee and family. Yes, hello. Lee, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Chief Parrot, as always. Keith. Not to be confused with the other Lee. Yes. Yeah. Keith, where can we find you? You can find me uh, getting fishing lessons from otters online uh, and also at hardluck underscore hotel on the Twitters and without the underscore, that's the liney bit at the bottom, uh, everywhere else. Guy, where can we find you online? I want to play this game. Got Vinyl Guy H, are you still throwing records up on there? Okay. You'll find Guy every day at the local Cineworld watching Fantastic Beasts and uh, the Crimes of Grindelwald because he's got a Cineworld pass. I have a, I have a plea, actually. There's a man who's always at the Cineworld in Birmingham and I don't know if he works there or if he's just always there, but I need to know who you are. Um, Is this the Quizmaster? Yeah, who are you? Who are you? Do you work there? Contact me, please. Give us details. We want to know who you are. I just It confuses me. Do you work there or are you just there? I need to know. Contact Phil. Us. Where can we find you? <laughs> you can probably fill up the bag of bottomless bag of sweets. What the looks of it. Um, so, if you want to see pictures of me and budgie smugglers, that's Instagram at Philip Ellis. One L, two L's. Uh, one L and L at Philip. One two L's at Ellis. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> um, and if you want opinions on everything, I'm on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. 
Callan, we're not being catfished by otters. Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BABA Audio. Babardio. <laughs> Babardio. Babardio. Babba. You can find me. I ain't got anything this week. Um, it was it was we nice last week when you went here. I was scratching your bum. <laughs> oh. Find me. You can you can find Ryan <laughs> making a complaint with local police because they misdescribed his junk. <laughs> <laughs> nice, thank you. You can find me filling my porcelain advent calendar. <laughs> that is such a horrible euphemism for dropping a juice. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Ryan Parrish on Twitter. You can find us all at GeekyBrummy on geekybrummy.com on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and associated websites. Thank you for joining us, and goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to support Geeky Brummy, you can help support us at ko-fi.com slash geekybrummy. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash geekybrummy.